0: Welcome to episode 311 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, welcome along to episode 311 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? I'm sensational. Why are you sensational?
1: Because um, I'm just cuddling right up next to you because we haven't left a microphone in Auckland. Yeah, I left the microphone in
0: Auckland. It's coming back next week, but we're going old school, are we? we? used to do a shout out. all the time next to each other. One microphone. One microphone. Just a lot of love happening in this room right now. Yeah. I'm Talk is proudly brought to you by Coffees of Hawaii.com. For the world's tastiest coffee, I've got another fact this week. Very good. Yeah. Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance
1: athletes. And Xendurance.com. Isn't it Extreme Endurance? Xendurance.com Oh, that's extreme endurance, extreme endurance, xendurance.com Yeah, okay,
0: yep, yep, which is extreme endurance Exactly Where do you go? Xendurance.com Amazing On this week's show, guys, we've got some news We've got an age group of the week We've dropped the coach's
1: corner But we've got an interview with who, Jonbo? Jimmy Riccatello And uh, why have we got him on, Jon? Because he is the head referee for... Iron Man, and he also was a bit of a legend in his time.
0: Bit of a legend, a real legend. Yeah. And then we've got a couple of questions and answers at the end. So news this week, well, what's been happening? In news, not much in the regards to racing. It's a bit of a quiet week for racing, but we've got <laughs> the first piece of news is
1: the Iron Talk t shirt design, and this has started. I, I uh, emailed, I've got a contact now. He's gonna can do t shirts for us, so they can be fully sublimated, so then they can we can put whatever design we want on what's them. Sublimated mean it means you. Can Put whatever design you want. It's basically, boom. Any any design we want, like a bike jersey. You know, it's we can design whatever we want. Uh, okay. And uh, so put up on Facebook if anybody wants to get in there, design a t-shirt. Um, we're going to use some of some of those designs in terms of making making it up. We've already got our first person. Uh, scroll down, and we might be able to scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Uh, Pete Sharp, he's already got his... He's pretty f- sharp, Pete is. I'm going to have a look. He's very sharp. He's off the mark, and we've got our first uh, first design nice. up Nice. He's gone for the basic black with the logo on the front and then a bit of stuff on the side. Silver fern on the back. Kia so kaha. if you want to get in there, put a bit of design work in, um, we will take that on board, and we're going to do some T-shirts later in the year. John asked me to, but I've got no
0: idea. Because one time I tried to design when we did the jersey, yeah. and it's harder than you think. It is. Like, I do like design, but it's, it's clothes are hard, yes. so... Yes. It's a good challenge for somebody out there. Okay, this weekend we've got the Her- Memorial Herman Ironman Texas happening and it's a big race, 2,000 points, 75k for the win
1: and a pretty decent field. But not as, uh, not as big a race as last year because last year it was the North American Championships. Mm, which uh, is now New York. It is, yep. yep. So we're going to, the field is, it's it's, it's okay, um, not, not bad, but compared to last year when you had some real big hitters there, not quite the same same league. Although having said that, um, the top seed is, is Rasmus. Henning, yeah, he's um, and he's been on on tryrating.com. He's he's ranked number one, and he's predicted to come in in a, an eight twenty two last year. We saw Aniko Lanos win an eight oh eight, and Cat Morrison win the girls an eight fifty seven. So one thing about Rasmus Henning is um, he's, he's got to actually have a, a decent race here because uh, because he's not very highly ranked. He had a had, I think he got about fourteenth in Kona last year, um, so he's got some points, but he's going to need to have a good. Race because he hasn't hasn't really done any 70.3s from what I can see, and he had, didn't do any late season Ironmans, so um, he's going to have to um, pull his finger out and make sure he has a, has a solid day. But you'd expect but that. Looked,
0: looking at the field, you definitely expect
1: him to at least podium. You would think so yeah. Uh, but you never know with his cramping issues um, So Rasmus is seeded number one By by um, Torsten And if it wasn't for Torsten we wouldn't have any of these names up here Because the crappy Man Texas Website just has a full list of uh, Participants and doesn't have anything about the pros Torsten G- you're a legend Gee I don't go on about that much do No I?
0: never John, that's the first time I've ever heard you talk about it
1: uh, Jordan the Rapster is, He's coming off a, a really solid race Last weekend where he got Second wasn't it? Second at Wildfire I think, yeah. and then Paul Amy, he's done uh, some pretty phenomenal things from time to time. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm yawning and John's sneezing.
1: <laughs> it's a great show. Then you got Maxim Create and uh, Matthias Hecht sort of rounding out the top five on those rankings. You've got Justin Deere, who we've interviewed um, many times on the show before, he's ranked in there at number eight.
0: And like also things, Mary Beth Ellis is looking like she's going to be the favourite. And uh, last year she was pretty. Undefeatable really, wasn't she, other than Kona? But oh. she's not having as strong a year this year. She's still being pretty successful, but you know, in comparison to last year's racing
1: I don't think she's done an iron distance race this year, she's done a few halves um, but when we look back to, to last year and again thanks to Torsten, he, Torsten's come to the party here because I said I need a, I need a system when Bevan and I are talking about athletes that so we can just boom, click on their name and you go off and you can see all their results and he's basically come to the party so if you, <laughs> if, a new rock. If you um, when he does these posts on tryrating.com um, there is a button on there that says a more detailed post, it just comes up on the homepage sort of as a blog post. If you click on the detailed post then it goes into, um, then the names, they've got a hyperlink off and then you can click on them and they can tell you all their results. So when we look at Mary Beth Alice last year, um, 15th in Kona, then she won Canada, Regensburg and Austria in 9.16, 9.21 and 9.10, Um, that was her rating thing, she went 9.03, nine eighteen and eight forty three in Austria. Oh, so smoking. pretty pretty solid debut. So um you would expect her to um yeah to to to, to do to do very well in the race. You've got Kathleen Colkins um, and Amy Marsh And Caitlin Snow Don't know much about Kath- Kathleen Colkins But I'm going to click on the, my little link here And she's done one Ironman race She did Ironman Arizona at the end of last year And she did 9.12 mm-hmm. So I haven't heard of her 9.12, anybody's pretty books
0: yep. Pretty solid Well that was a year, Chrissy did like 8.36 wasn't it? Still it's on the scoreboard, Bevan. It's on the scoreboard, Jumbo. An Marilyn time. McDonald's making a comeback.
1: She is. I see yeah. that. And the last time she did a iron distance race, by the look of it, was. Uh, Louis- oh, you're loving this new system. it. loving it. Louisville last year, and she did a ten oh six. And then prior to that it was 2008, where she did Challenge Wanaka. So just make
0: it a comeback. I see
1: anyone else you want to mention names? And of? I don't know what happened to Chris McDonald last week in, 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 yeah. in, the, in the race because there was a picture of him and he was, he was right up there on the bike at one stage, so I'm not quite sure what was going on there. But one thing I do have to give, whilst I'm slagging off um, Ironman Texas for having a crappy website without the, the, pro rankings on, the pros on there, I was watching St George the week before um, – and they've lifted their game big time Oh, they're setting a new standard, are they? On, on their live coverage Yep. Um, because what was cool about it is uh, What we kind of see on on um, Interactive TV, not in New Zealand But other countries, you can sort of choose which Camera you yep. want to be looking at yep. And so when you went onto this coverage They had, um, you could sort of choose where you wanted to watch You could watch Ooh. in transition, you could watch um, The finish line, and they had a couple Of different other other camera places Where you could watch the race, that was that was advantage Number one, but then they also so they had a constant stream of little updates that they made through the day. <coughs> exactly. yeah. Cough again. have yep. Got no water here today, Bevan. Oh, and, sorry. And so what you could do if you if you, could, you could go to different segments of the race and they'd say, right, here's Chris McDonald, you know, yep. coming to the turn. But if you played all of them in succession, it gave you a nice little summary of sort of what was happening in the race. Yeah. So I thought they really lifted their game there in terms of um, in terms of coverage of. The, so well, the well done race.
0: to St George. Ticks sharpen sharpen up. That's your
1: message. Well, they may they may be consistent with their coverage. Oh, so, you, the pre- so maybe you'll ra- the give them, them the report
0: coverage. afterwards. Yes. So, George, out of ten, what would you give them? Oh, I would
1: say for for a race of that calibre, I'd have to rate it really highly. Oh, I mean, so I'd like do- a nine? I'd say an an, an eight to nine. Did I they did... have the, on the, in their pre race? Did they have the pros? I'd, I would doubt the North American races are very weak in that. Oh, so, would, so
0: okay, d- it's eight and a half. Yeah.
1: Room for improvement. Room for improvement. Okay, for
0: Texas, currently done about six, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and pro
1: pre- representation.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, bring. We'll, we'll, we'll update next week, guys. That excited. i man, in Alenza team in the Canary Islands. It's happening. One thousand point race, twenty five k. Not much money. No. <laughs> Timo Brack and Rachel Joyce Took it out last year What's going to happen this
1: year Jombo? Well I've got to say Alan man Lanzarote They have lifted their game See so they You can sort by Professionals so Oh so see, they, they're so, up to What are they through Their website? So they're, they're starting high oh, They're starting okay, high We'll give them a, only, the give only a only 9 way, The only way is down <laughs> for, Give, give them a 10 and, and I think that's what We'll see And then the North American races We're probably going to see a, a really high standard Because it's easy for them In terms of their live coverage Whereas the European races Lanzarote Not such a prestigious field We might not see Such fantastic Fantastic live coverage. Um, so. You're on your side first this week. Is this, go- is this Bella's first race back since having been a mum? Well, Bevan, funny, you
0: should ask that. <laughs> he's, got, he's loving let, this let, new let's website. Let's mate. have a look. The last
1: race that we've got listed. Yeah,
0: 2010. 2010. In August. Yeah. It was I'm in UK. She did a 1006. So it's the first time back. And Lanzarote was. Uh, she did they, got the boy or girl?
1: I don't know I think my gut feeling is We well, used to be tight With the Baylisses Yeah well, um, I'm, I'm thinking it was a boy But I I'm, I'm certainly Wouldn't put my house on that So Bella Bayliss Is well, um, one or the other You can't go too far got on. 50-50 It's just like a casino You've always yeah. got 50-50 chance <laughs> 50-50 um, So Bella Bayliss Is on, on her way back So But the, on Torsten's ratings um, Michelle Vesterby Is seeded Number Predicted to be Number one And well, What's uh, she done John? That's <laughs> off the back Of coming in Man Arizona Where she did a 9-11 Oh just behind Mary Beth Ellis yeah, who did and, 19 and she did Ironman Melbourne oh, no. this year she only got ninth um, but did a nine nineteenth. so two, she's only got two Ironman finishers registered on there but both of them are fairly, fairly quick so she's seeded number one but we know the big thing about Lanzarote is how you handle the, uh, the heat and the wind but seated number three on Torson's rating is Helene Bedevart how fast does she go John? Well, she's, she's <laughs> got expect expected time of 9.51 is that working for you today? Sorry? Is the No, weekend? no, I loaded all this up before I came. Oh, really? That's a hard work. Yeah. Helene because she's got a couple of uh, Kona top tens. She finished, last year she didn't have such a great race. She was 24th, but Germany she was 9th, Austria 4th, Arizona 8th. 2010 she got 9th in Kona. And she's won Ironman Arizona in 2008.
0: So um, I can't imagine she hasn't won more races. If she's she's got a top ten in Kona, you kind of think. She's a terrible swimmer. Uh.
1: Um, so, but I'm, I'm picking... I'm picking uh, It could be a tight race Between the front three There's nobody else Really there of um, who's, who, who should challenge Those guys If they're, if they're on form um, I think the one other thing On the guys side of things That I'm kind of interested about Is how Philip Graves goes Because he's... Well do you want to talk about The other guys Or Philip Graves is Yeah we'll, we'll start with Look Philip at the age Graves. difference
0: You look at you, you go Stephen Bayliss, Bert Jammer Pete Verbusik Sergio Marquez Is it Something like that Yeah early, Late 90s Late 70s Early 90s 80s sorry Truddle Graves
1: 89
0: 20 24 Yeah So Do uh, you remember being that young?
1: Back, that was back in the day I was probably just about Still racing full time back so then
0: I So was, I was away this weekend At a work thing And you know All the young kids Are coming through And now I start calling them The young kids Because mm. I'm the old guy now well, he's, uh,
1: Philip Graves is, is, is of the era of the, the Brownlee brothers You know, he sort of came through the system with them And when we first talked about him, he won uh, well, Hold on a second, Bevan where, where has Phil Graves been going, John? Phil Graves Well, you see, he's only got Try com. you rock He's only got two results, uh, Iron Distance results Because when he, fir- he first came on the scene He busted up and he did uh, UK 8.42 in UK uh, And he won the race uh, 8.45 no, no, 8.45, you're confused by that And <laughs> He just carved everybody up on the bike, and we, we saw him do other races where he was just carving people up on the bike. And I remember in Hawaii, he in, in that year he was leading on the bike, and he got that that time x yeah. prime early on. And I'm like, mate, he's yeah. gonna, he's gonna fry himself. Young dumb and full of cum, and, <laughs> so and he hasn't done much since he's had a he's had a few half Ironmans. But I'll be well, interested. You know, he to went see. wayward, didn't he? He kind of said he wasn't there until the Ironman yeah. remember? Like I, he, I remember you interviewed yeah. him after the race oh
0: i don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Doing that again? He kind of went a bit wayward on it, but obviously he's making his comeback. But yeah
1: Because so, he's a pretty mean cyclist isn't he mm, So I think this, the stories for me for this weekend Will be uh, how, the, how how both Baylisses go um, in this race uh, And probably how Philip Graves comes through and one other female To look out for is Christine White's, um, Who I stayed with in, in Roach She had some awesome races in Roach She's a pocket rocket and uh, and she could be The surprise package for the day Nice, I see you up there. John, what's happening? Oh, Bevan, it was an exciting weekend. The, the Americans were just going ballistic about... Are we, doing
0: what, the, are we doing the email about the race change
1: at the end? What race change at what the end? That? Oh, no, that's in the
0: questions down the end. Oh, okay. It's okay. not news?
1: No. It's like news to me. Race change at the end?
0: Well, you know, no, no, uh, WTC cancelled the race. Okay. Well, it's, that's news. It's, that's okay. not questions okay. and answers. Okay, okay. But you can do your two update, and that, then I'll do this weekend, Lance. People that. are liking it, John. <sighs> Very few. Most, uh,
1: well, 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 No one said, don't, don't, only one person said about it, your thing. Jens Olsen was loving the ITU updates. He says, please, can I have more? Yeah, this weekend Lance, keep it short and fun. That's why
0: I do yens, okay? But everyone else is saying keep this weekend Lance See him coming up there with this weekend Lance One, one. No, John, and even oh. someone said let's get rid of ITU update, but I didn't want to bring that up. Just saying,
1: Pedro, <laughs> look out if I see you anywhere. <laughs> so the ITU, it was a, it was great to see it back in the states, and there was a, it was it was high drama, Bevan. It was very high drama.
0: So this was really the last race, wasn't it?
1: Pretty much. Oh man, it's pretty much every look at the rainbow. Oh goodness it's awesome isn't it just down the road Let's go get our pot of gold <laughs> yeah, go Literally go It's pot like outside the back door <laughs> Wow uh, So it's a big weekend So we haven't had A world championship series race In the States For a um, For a couple of years It's uh, probably the brightest rainbow I've ever seen in my life John I Focus on the big... oh, Sorry
0: but it's a pretty awesome rainbow i am going to take a photo
1: Where's Focus the on the ITU Okay sorry uh,
0: <laughs> oh, That's right ITU update
1: So it was in San Diego It was a pretty um, Bit of a slightly nap bit, course Bit of
0: tears at the end I saw Yeah bit the of Americans tears the Come on Harden
1: up uh, I predict Anybody that Um Qualified at their race for the Americans will have a crap Olympics because it's too too hard too quick too close. You got to You got to they're, they're peaking for this race to having to qualify, and uh, I can't see them having a what lifetime. Was it? Eight peak. weeks, nine weeks to the Olympics. It's a bit long. There, it's probably in. It's in three months. O- is it August? No, it's in no, it's station. July.
0: Is it? Yeah, because I'm going to be in the UK close to it, and I thought, oh, I can go to the Olympics, but... OK. Yeah.
1: Whenever it is, the guys that had to peak today for quali- for that race to qualify, I can't see them um, holding that peak or having a, a re peak again. So I think that's a real selection dilemma for a lot of countries because we saw a lot of drama with the Americans. Hunter Kemper, I think that was the performance of the day for me. He came through and took fourth place. Now, it was not... Quite, you didn't have a lot of the Europeans racing. It was still a good field, but not um, rock ish Not quite as strong as what we saw and say. Um, oh no, it starts on the twenty seventh of July. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure when the triathon is, but I think it might be middle of the middle of the games. Okay. But anyway, um, Andy Potts' performance was outstanding. So this is going to—he's been to every Olympics. Uh, Simon Whitfield is also. Yeah, this is his. Four, no, sorry. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter Kemper. I got to say. He's uh, been, been to every Olympics. And, it was
0: pretty good because he must be an old guy now in the sport.
1: Yeah, but I mean Simon Whitfield's in the same boat, but I think Andy uh, Hunter Kemper was is maybe a little bit older than, than him. But it was just outstanding because he just he ran through the field really sensibly. He was, he was well down and then uh, just ran his way through. And I don't, don't know what placing he was going into the last lap, but he certainly wasn't, uh, I'm almost positive he wasn't in the top 10 and he ran his way up to fourth place. The Americans had to finish in the top nine and you had Manuel Hu Huerta, uh who was the other American who took uh, ninth place and um, he, he was crying wasn't he? He he was a he was, a he b- was a... ball of tears. That's right. So um the the main story of the day was Jonathan Brownlee just crushed everybody and he faded quite badly on the last lap. He was he only won by um about ten seconds in the end, but he was just dominating everybody um, mid stage in the run, but he either faded or, or just uh took the accelerator off a bit. So um good day for the Kiwis. We had Bevan Doherty Ryan Sissons Sissons. and Chris Gimmel, three in the top ten. Which guarantees three slots now, doesn't it? Pretty much. I mean, uh, yeah, it would be something miraculous would have to happen. I don't know if it is possible for us to fall out of the um, top-ranked countries. Maka, I was really impressed with Maka because uh, I watched the whole race, live coverage, and he was... uh, he was running really strong. I think he must have faded a bit because um, he only finished in 30th place, but I'm sure he was well above that early on. But he ran a 31... Yeah, What like did it. he, what did he, he was 30th overall. He was 30th overall, ran 31.35 um, for 150.25. But had he been, say, you know... If you're 30 seconds quicker, all of a sudden he's um, almost up into about 15th place. So that's how much... So it's looking like he's not going to make it, but Brad Carterfelt's a little bit injured. Is it? What's happening there? Carterfelt, I I think I saw on something this morning, he might have tuberculosis or something like that. So so
0: Matthew Binn sent us through an email saying, uh, biggest hint that uh, Maka will be going to Kona. The only way Maka can make it into the team is if Brad Carterfelt doesn't get over his suspected case of TB... Um, Brad Carterfield was in hospital in the US at present, so Macker is in New York today speaking to sponsors and his agent. The tip is Macker won't make the Olympic teams, and then he's doing Ironman Kins to validate for Kona, Uh, wrote he'll do because he loves the race, and uh, yeah, so...
1: So what sealed the deal was um, Courtney Atkinson finished in 13th place, and he's sort of... Got a huge pedigree So I think they'll They'll go with Courtney Atkinson And they'll go with um, Brendan Sexton The Australians And then uh, Yeah Macker would be I guess first reserve And so Injuries and stuff Potentially could happen So who knows What's going to happen So what does he do Does he focus on
0: Yeah it's a tough one Isn't it Mm. Mm. It'll be interesting To see what happens Well I'm going to go Into my this weekend, Lance Well hold on I've, I've got to say that Um no, because it, it's Mecca with this race. Oh yeah, Mecca had a great head. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and, for this weekend, Lance short and quick, John. Right. I know my place. Yeah. Mecca did say, he just dropped a few hints. He just said, you know, he kind of what he's saying. I've got it here. He, he he just said after the race he's doing an interview. Have you seen the interview? Yes, I'm pretty sure it was um, good old Jenna from Triathlete Mag doing it. Jenna, you rock. And he's got you know for anyone who says this is a shampoo, bloody whatever he said, yeah. blow dryer and, and a run. You got no idea, mate. You're kidding, mate. You got, yeah. you got no idea, mate. You're a kid. You, you got no, Lance. He should have just said Lance. <laughs> you got no idea, Lance. I love. You know what? I, like I want. You know, for Mecca's own career, it'd be awesome if he got two Olympics. But geez, Kona's gonna be great if Mecca's there, ready to go, because mm. he's gonna be sharp, isn't He'll he? He'll be on. Th- Fire. yeah no, he's gonna be really sharp any, so he'll be swimming and you know what last year you know Crowe had a blinder and, and you know you could tell when we we're watching the race we we're in the in the media room with Mecca, and he you know you want to be out there you know and he'll want to be there this year and especially with Lancia yeah, Mecca loves the big game so
1: his, his swimming will be on fire and his running will be on fire and uh He'll, there's, not, there's plenty of time for him to get his bike up, and uh, I guess the, the challenge will be is he'll be in two minds if he is named as say first reserve. What do you do? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's exciting times. Um, there was a lot of yeah, a lot of tears at the uh, it was a good little. So club. if, if Mecca can do Kona year, he's got a chance of winning it, John. Yes. Oh, <laughs> he didn't. Uh, didn't the other year? Yeah, he won it, and that was my motivation to get him across <laughs> the line. And uh, this it worked. Year, I would be. Uh, I think yeah. This year is, is, is shaping up To be One of the most exciting corners ever really Isn't it I think so yeah. You've got, you got the You've got the Crowey factor in there, you've got the potentially the Mac factor, you've, of course you've got Lance factor, but then you've got that entourage who've got a breakthrough at some stage, Ray Lertz, um, Henning, guys like that. Yeah. Pressure just keeps building on those guys.
0: So that's this and Lance. I'll put the link to that video on, on our website, Talk. Girls,
1: girls' race, Helen Jenkins crushed everybody. It was uh, a pretty impressive display, and uh, again, we had some some tears on the finish line with some of the Americans sort of coming through to uh, to take the title, but just good to see sport getting a lot of coverage on the USA triathlon media, um, because ITU often doesn't get as much coverage as uh, as Ironman races.
0: Good times. OK, other news, John. Triathlon pioneers included in the USA
1: Triathlon Hall of Fame. Tell me about it, John. So we've got Mark Allen, Scott Molina, Scott Tinley, Scott three of the big four. Wait a second, Go. they weren't already in it? Well, no. It's How can like, they not be in it? Beats me. but you know, uh, was like, they, Really? Yeah, it right. blows my mind that those three guys weren't already in the Triathlon Hall of Fame. This is a USA Triathlon Hall of Fame. Still. Still. They should, should have been in there, but uh, they, they haven't had many people go in there. So yeah, but, I'm, yeah, I'm, but I'm, Mark, I'm, Mark Allen. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like,
0: if you have a Hall of Fame, you go, no, okay, who do we get for first year? Mark Allen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? So um, Dave Scott was already in there. Um, so whatever their criteria, I'm not sure, but it was obvious that those guys were going to in there. Also, Bob Babbitt Sally, uh, and Sally Edwards. I don't Bob, know Sally Edwards. Uh, she was a, an athlete. Um, Scott was saying we've got to get her on the Legend show as well. Oh, really? She's, she's, she's been um, – Scott's great for the know, Legend him. show, isn't he? He is. Yeah, we love you, Scott.
0: And then uh, – We just had Rick, Jimmy Ricky teller on a show, and he goes – Because we're telling We live in Christchurch And uh, and he's going Oh Melina Yeah that Melina He's a good guy Melina Everyone loves you Uh, Everyone loves Melina Not
1: everyone loves Raymond Yeah Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ethel Or Toroneo And uh, she's a Prolific age group Winner as well So that was about The only other
0: piece of news I had this week Bevan The nice thing that For those guys Getting it in the same year Would have been good For them to catch up And tell their stories And
1: Right. Yep. Maybe they should have brought us over to a Legends. They should have. And the other piece of news Bevan wanted to, to bring up was we, we had this oh, email. This a big, I can't believe you had this set of questions and answers. So this was an, a, an email we had forwarded to us. Um, Can we give it the name? Maybe we shouldn't give the name okay. just in case. Uh, it says... Dear Athlete, the Ironman 70.3 National Harbour Triathlon was cancelled because not enough athletes are registered for the event. Initially we kept quiet because Ironman asked us to stay silent, not post anything on social media and not send out any press releases so any damage to Ironman's brand would be minimised. We were fools to agree and that was a big mistake on our part. We should have communicated immediately and told you the reason for the. From the start, we have nothing to hide from the truth, and we were just initially intimidated by Ironman's request. So that was, um, so it was Active.com, wasn't it? 70, 70.3, uh, n- no, well, whoever the race organisers was, it would have come from Active.com. But um, yeah, it's just, uh, I guess, where do, where do you draw the line, you know, in terms of. Um, you, you know, no, It
0: came you, via Active from
1: Washington Sports Management, right. who are the company
0: running the event, quite amazing.
1: So, so I, I guess yeah, if you're going to have. 100 people turning up to an event that's going to cost you a gazillion dollars, where do do you sort of draw the line? Or if it's, you know, like say with um, St George... When when was the race? I don't know. Okay. Um, Say St George, you you know, you might only have 1,200 people doing the race It might not be massively profitable versus if if an event's only got, you know, a bunch full of entries, you've got to draw the line somewhere, haven't you? But it's just... um, yeah, just, they just—they didn't seem to go around it from what we've read. The right way in terms of how you cancel a race, and DC Rainmaker uh, also had a bit of a post. Did on you that. read that? No. Oh, apparently, it's pretty good. There you go. So, if you want to find out more about it, so so this is a big newsworthy story, Bevan. What's your take on it?
0: Well, my, my <laughs> issue is, what is enough? You know, because you know, like. People, people put time and money into this, and sh- so, like, as a as an athlete, let's say I've decided I'm going to do Ironman National Harbour 70.3, and I've spent, and I don't live in wherever it is, Washington, and I spend, you know, 1000 bucks for accommodation to get me mm. to the event and stuff, and, and I don't know exactly when in, the race is. going to early be. Early August. Okay, so what, it's, it's June now. Yeah. So, or May now, not far, you know, halfway through May, so you're a couple, you know, two and a half months away. So... Do I lose money because of that? And should I take the hit, or should they,
1: they because they couldn't sell the event enough? Exactly. I mean, you get you get a refund, but hey, if you committed to other things.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I, I think uh, I don't know, John. Would you cancel a race if your triathlons wasn't
1: going that well? Would you cancel it? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd I'd scale things. You know, you just gotta scale things back a bit, and if, especially if you're a big organisation. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they can afford the hit. Yeah,
0: you know, like I'm sure it doesn't look good for image, but you go, you know what, we cocked up. Obviously, that race doesn't work next year. We don't do it. Yeah. But to me, you're making the athlete pay the price. Sure, you might get your refund, but you know, there's more to commitment to a race than just paying for your entry fee, mm. and. For a lot of people, they'll come from out of town to do this. And, you know, three months out may not be enough. You know, you're probably not going to get your refund on your flights. Yeah. You know, so who has to take that hit? Should you take the hit, the athlete, or should the corporation take the hit? And in this situation, I kind of feel WTC should take the hit. You know, it's their call and it's their brand. And, you know, I suppose they go, do we take bad press or do we put on a bad race? Mm. And even if there's not many athletes, they can still put on a good race. So to me... I think they dropped the ball a little
1: bit on this one, John. Yes. And also being dishonest about it. Mm. Mm. Um, People who aren't dishonest, and we we love them a lot, is Coffees of Hawaii. (laughs) 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 And if you want to go to the origins of Coffees of Hawaii, it's uh, where their main um, coffee fields are is... The, on the island of Molokai And they've got different sorts of Molokai coffee They've got the Hawaiian Espresso Molokai style They've got the Malulani Estate And they've got the Malulani Estate Peaberry Oh yeah they've baby the Molokai Island Princess They've got the Mool Skinner, yeah. Skinner Peaberry What's and, a Peaberry John? Oh Bevan, you love Google asking <laughs> questions That I don't have a clue what the answer is? <laughs> we we'll both know nothing um, Hawaiian Espresso Molokai style Savour our dark roasted beans And single or double shot espresso or is the gusto of a cafe latte, mocha, cappuccino, or cafe americano? It's three fifty for a two ounce bag, thirteen twenty eight for an eight ounce, forty eight bucks, thirty four for a two pound. Or if you want to go for the, the big Kahuna, you can go ninety two bucks, seventy five for a five pound bag. Remember to use the code I M Talk. Get all of that at coffees of Hawaii. Okay, John Peperie,
0: also known as a caracol. Uh, As a type of coffee bean, normally the fruit of the coffee plant develops as two halves of a bean within a single cherry, but sometimes only one of the two seeds gets fertilized, so there is nothing for them to flatten it. The overall pea-shaped bean is also known as a pea berry. Typically around 5% of coffee beans harvested are in this form. So there we go. Yeah. Now, we part, part of that five percent comes from coffees of Hawaii, and that wasn't even my coffee fact for this week, John. Okay, what is my it? My coffee fact for this week is: great coffee depends on roasting and brewing. This is fact number nine from right. from the facts. Yep. When it comes to great flavor, coffee chemistry boils down to roasting and brewing. During roasting, oil locked inside the bean begins to emerge at around four hundred degrees. It's pretty hot. Yes. Nice. Mm. The more oil, the stronger the flavor. Coffee content goes up as the water spends more time in contact with the grounds. So, a regular coffee often has more of it than espresso or cappuccino. Darker roast yields more caffeine.
1: Remember that time we tried to roast our beans?
0: <laughs> yeah. We didn't. We bought a popcorn maker, didn't we? Yeah. I think I've still got that popcorn maker somewhere. <laughs> there we go. So, there we go. So, there are Coffees of Hawaii, guys. Facts, and you can get your pea berry. Exactly. Yeah, you know what that is. Okay, hot topic of the week gone, John. And last week we had, it's probably brought to you by SLS Try. Remember, don't go to sls.com. I went there, John. It was very interesting. <laughs> there were some great stories on their website. Um,
1: I'm just pulling up the list. La- last week was basically um, what race would you love to go and do? You know, what rocks your boat if you could pick one race in the world? If you like what I did with our Facebook page? I put a picture up there. Yeah, you didn't go high quality, but it's a bit blurry. Oh, well, was got- did what I had. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs>
2: but it's good. It's okay. you
1: and I holding a picture of each other. Yeah, um, so it was basically what if there was what iconic race would 52 comments, John? Would you love to go and Peter Coulson mate? You you
0: know, you've scanned it, you did 50.
1: Okay, John, here we go. There we go. Norseman, Uh, John Hancock. Quite a few people said Norseman. Um, Nadia McLaren said there's so many at the moment, it's Norseman as well. Coast to coast, as well. David Hopkins saying coast to coast. Trevor uh, Kiston, Badwater. I think I'm crazy enough to do it, never heard like of it Badwater a bad water, um, ultramarathon You basically run through uh, It's just cra- it, it, crazy, desert. crazy hot And that's where you go below sea level And it's just, it's one of those ones Below where, sea level? Yeah, yeah, yeah But it's, uh, And it's just, it's just crazy hot And that's one where you've, your feet, your shoes start melting And all that oh, sort really? of stuff it's I
0: taught a class once in, in um, Abu Dhabi And our shoes started melting mm. They had oh. a fitness conference outside Crazy <laughs> it was,
1: like, it was so hot yeah. It wasn't fun at all Ned Phillips is saying the Ram, which is the, the ride across America Yeah, I'd like to do that
0: um, Richard Donovan would love to come back to New Zealand
1: and do Challenge Wanaka To get a start place in Roat would also be great Stephen Taylor is saying the Western States Endurance Run and the Leadville 100 So a few ultras coming through Yeah,
0: um, Rob McNamaran, uh escaped from Albatross and
1: Roat Nice um, What did Gary Feagin say Just go up one Gary Fegan. I did Embrim last year Tick That is Embrim is Epic
0: Okay well John Fitzgerald He's got the 5721K HTFU Australia Coast to coast Nice Wow so you must go from One coast of Australia to the other and it must be five oh five thousand seven hundred and twenty-one k's long.
1: Craziness, craziness, it's craziness, jumbo. Um, and Ed Hawkins. Oops, scroll up, scroll up. Phuket classic. Ed, you should be looking for my camp over there next year. That's oh. one you did, wouldn't it? You've done, Pu- yeah, done Phuket. You've done Who'd you, who you beat? no uh, just some, some guy, Peter, Peter Reed. what yeah. his name was peasant. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tim Heaven, any race would do, haven't swum properly since the successful shoulder surgery in 2012.
0: Oh, poor Tom. Yeah. Let's give him some love. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Least bro, sp- spawn. Uh, spore, sorry. Uh, Challenge Wanaka living in the UK makes the time and cost needed uh, to do a difficult one. Uh, tell you what. Make the time, make a one way ticket. Nice. Olaf Schwildler, um, Wildflower and Roast.
1: Certainly two iconic ones.
0: Nice. How about this one? Chris Hague's got a Triple Iron Man in Hawaii or Iron Man St. George. Tri-
1: triple Iron Man in Hawaii. They had that guy that did sort of the Epic Five was or whatever. Was it Rich Roll, was it?
0: Sorry? Was it Rich Roll?
1: I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but he he went around different different islands doing an Iron Man on each one. Pete Hagen said Norseman. Um, Jason quasi Hawaii 70.3 as long as it's at the end of a training camp. Oh look at that, hey? he's yeah. a wise
0: one, he's Manly, that's a great name David Manly uh, anywhere with a 1k swim, a flat 100k bike and a marathon finish that would suit my skill set, in fact it's, uh, it's a shame no one seems to be doing a long duathlon yeah, that seems to be a bit of a dead thing doesn't
1: it well, if you ever want to do a, 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 a duathlons, offing in as a place to be. That's the, certainly the most prestigious race in the world. In it's the only one really, isn't it? Yeah, more or less. Why didn't duathlons take off? Uh, it's not an Olympic sport. Yeah, but even before the Olympics. We've had this discussion before. Just... Well, we've had
0: this discussion the week before, John. <laughs> we have, Well, this is true. <laughs> yeah, so don't pull that one out on me. Okay. Um, John, how, mean, how many duathlons have you done? I've never done one. There you go. That's no, why.
1: That's why I didn't take off.
0: because I didn't do it. Exactly. Fair enough. Actually, if I had it done,
1: I'm sure it would be Olympic sport by now. Um, Evan, what race do you want to go and do? um, You say first, because I have to think about it. Okay. I'm going to say the uh, Triple T, American Triple T. Uh, I don't know what the, the, the course and the venue and stuff's like, but that... Whole idea would be there'd be two. There'd be that and the France Iron Tour. But I'm too slow to do the France Iron Tour these days. Um, really? Even, you don't think e- you could be e- like a Iron no, Man? No. <laughs> even in, even when I was um, you know, remotely hard. As only pros? Uh, yeah, mm. yeah. So that, the, the the idea of doing multi stage um, days, high intensity um, appeals to me. in the Triple T, you know, three days of uh, racing, doing an Iron Man over three days. So I, I like the sound of that.
0: Okay, for me, New York Marathon. Right. I just want to do a big marathon. Okay, I have to do it at some stage, don't I? Mm -hmm. You do. You're talking that. You talk a good game. I was going to do it last year, but then an earthquake happened. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) ruined my year. (laughs) Okay, Uh, Pete Romney's been through this one. He's uh, Mick Romney's brother. Right, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Be, yeah. He's, uh, greeting from St George. Nice, go St George. Uh, sorry to hear that John caught uh, so much help for misplacing us on the map. Well, it was his fault. Um, anyway, question: Do you think that I, the Ironman organisation has spread itself too thin and is trying to put on too many full-length courses? While I love having an Ironman course literally half a mile from my front door, which is not going to be anymore, is it? No. Um, there seems to be too many races, at least in the US that each race draws fewer pros and just a little less fanfare for the organisation, etc. Or on the flip side, should more and more people be trying to go to pro so they can race full-time and expand the sport? There you go. So this question, is,
1: and the question of the week is probably brought to you by... SLS Try, and we have a nice post here. This is a great name, cause, uh, and I'll explain why in a moment. Adrian Fui Fui Moy. Fui Fui Moi!
0: There's, what, what, there's, there's a rugby
1: what? league player called Fui Fui Moi. Moi. Um, so what, what, what do you think Adrian is Samoan um, Yeah he's from some island Foo Foo Moy It's a good it's, name isn't yeah. it Fui, Fui, moi, moi. Adrian Foo Foo Moy I wouldn't mess with him it just sounds mean doesn't it <laughs> no. You want a fussy That means you want to fight <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boys just wanted to give you a quick shout out To a sponsor SLS Try I ordered a pair of race shorts On an educated hunch The week before, I- before Ironman Australia With the Iron Talk discount nice. Without expecting that arrive in time But they did I rode them twice on, on two training rides in the week before and wore them on race day. Loved them. No cramps at all. I am notoriously get hamstring and quad cramps. They took nearly 40 minutes off my time. Uh, 40 the, minutes? He took 40 minutes off his time from last year with a 10.37. Smoking. Nice work. Um, I'll certainly wear them next summer and wanted to give a thanks to you for promoting SLS. Cheers, lads. Keep up the good work.
0: So, you guys, you, you know what you do when you're trying to sell products? You just sell time. Those gave him 40 minutes. 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Would have gone 40 minutes. Actually, they gave him an hour 20 because he was going to go 40 minutes slower. He was having a rough day. Rough, rough day out there. Put the SLS on. It was like the greatest American hero. Just believe it or not,
1: I'm walking on air. You <laughs> in that program? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, get your, your gear from slstry.com. 40 minutes, team. And use the code I am talk. And one thing I would say is, um, you know, SLS, this stuff is all compression gear. And... and What Adrian sort of found there is it has reduced his his cramping ability. I've also had people wearing compression socks um, or the the calf guards on the bike, and that's really reduced... potential calf tightness i've had going onto the run as well so don't underestimate what compression you know what's yeah, really funny for you you used to hate them you used to think only cocks with wear them
0: yeah. oh you got those stupid socks on and then
1: suddenly you saw the light didn't you oh you still look like a dick when you wear compression socks no you socks. don't. You look cool no you look like a dork no you look but like an athlete everybody does it now so it's uh so you don't look like quite as much of a dork but they they they, they said they work well so uh and if make, you're gonna get some, you must get them a discount. Exactly. Use the code I am talk and go to slstry.com. And also for guys who are going to Texas this weekend, they're gonna be at Texas, i Man Texas, and they love it when you go up and say, we love your stuff and we love the fact that you support I am talk.
0: Good times. Um, let's put some music on, Jumbo. We've got to go to an interview. Oh, hey. Group of the week John, we've got cameras around us, oh, his of the week Oh, that added pressure Yeah, I've got these kids Who are kids, kids. I was saying earlier I was called them young kids Don't I And um, they've got these these young adults uh, around us right now, and they're um, from broadcasting school in Christchurch, and they're doing a documentary. They have to do like a ten-minute documentary, and uh, one of the girls who comes to my classes asked if she could do one on me. And the poor buggers came around yesterday, and I got to do a ten-minute, and I gave them probably about two hours of content. Go. So good luck with the editing on that. But anyway, so they have got cameras right in front of us, and we're a little bit self-aware right now, aren't we, John? That's, right. That's all good. Anyway, age group of the week. So what have we got here? Let me go pull it up.
1: Peter Price sent it through. Oh, good old Peter Price. What's Peter he up Price, to? <laughs> he said he'd like to nominate Warren Mason Masonfraid. Trooper of the Week. He's a member of the Nutsford Tri-Club and has nice. been working his butt off for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. <laughs> to achieve his lifetime dream of qualifying for Kona. Since Christmas time he's been training in New Zealand. Nice Peter you didn't pay us a visit. Yeah, we used to love. Uh, in Lanzarote, chasing the dream. He eats, lives, sleeps and dreams Ironman Man has come so close to Kona qualifying a few times. His closest was missing out by 70 seconds. He'll rip your balls wouldn't it? Yeah, but yeah. not as much as P- Peter O'Brien I think takes tapes it. Oh, well, is this 3 he missed by I think four seconds once and then maybe about ten mm. another time and then he finally got it on roll down. That's going
0: yeah, that's the worst. And then he went last year.
1: Yeah, we he had a tough day too, didn't he? Yeah. But he's going back this
0: year, isn't he? No, so in Ironman France. Ironman, France. Right, Ironman France. So
1: he may, maybe, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, Seventy seconds.
0: That would suck, especially if you are someone who's done sport forever.
1: Yes. And then suddenly you are like, Ugh. but he put it on the line. He came out and trained in New Zealand. Came and trained in Lanzarote, and he said, "Well, Warren has done it. He qualified Ironman South Africa today, coming second in his age group and wow. a race um, for the line, just taking second place by less than thirty seconds. I wonder if he knew he was close. Well, that's the thing these days. If, if, if those those age groups are sometimes only two maybe three slots sometimes mm, and, and, and I think he's in the 50s age group we'll have a look in a moment
0: like when I got to Kona I, I, like I won my age group the next year but the year I got to Kona I got seventh but it, they had like four slots whereas oh. nowadays like, I'm in New Zealand
1: would you have four in I'm in New Zealand no you'd be like Andrew Black was in in our age group and he was fourth in the age group and he got it on roll down I think really? so I think it's only you yeah, know two three in, yeah, and yeah unless, in the unless it's one group. of those real top tier races nowadays you're kind of screwed aren't you yeah, so Warren's done it. He qualified um, by getting second in less than 30 seconds. Um, take a look at his stats from the race. Did you put up the stats? I have. No, take a today's race. Uh, his performance on the bike was awesome. Despite all of the chasing, uh, the Kona dream, he has always been helpful and encouraging to all the members of the club, whether a first-time sprint try or an Ironman wannabe like me. He's an inspirational guy to have around the tri club, and we're really chuffed for him. It would be great if you can make him your... Age grouper of the week Well we definitely
0: did So if you look at his um, Swim split It was on a swim I'm going to say yeah. Warren if you listen, Shut up, <laughs> up you swum,
1: mate The swim needs some work
0: But the rest of it Was pretty consistent A 526 bike And a
1: 335 run Pretty solid run But what you got to remember 46 With South Africa The conditions were horrendous Oh that's what it was too And uh, when we looked At the times of the pros They were way 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 down On what they'd been The year before So I think the swim yeah, bit of work to do there on the swim, Warren. Um, he was four hundred and seventh coming out of the swim, uh, and then he was sixty fourth after the bike. Then and and ran into fiftieth. Ran into fiftieth place overall, and that is when you're forty six. Exactly. Did you see the video that Albert sent through from um, Was it Placid? No, that was from the one that was on. Was it? Wasn't Ironman Texas last? It wasn't? Wasn't oh, St George in Texas? It was St George in Utah. Yeah, man. The video they sent
0: through. The did swing. you see that? Mm. Yeah, man. And did you see the one of the transition? There's another video going around of transit soon, man, it's like gale force, like the flags are like falling over. It'd be pretty similar to Wanaka I would imagine. Albert took 6.10 to do the bike. Yeah. Yeah, I swear <laughs> yeah. So it was like a hard day at the office. So um, Warren Mason, you rock, you are our yeah. age group, group of the week. week. Okay, and age group of the week is proudly brought to you by trainingpeaks.com. John,
1: what do you want to tell us about well, a few people have asked us how. Uh, well, uh, you know, we, we often discuss the, what, the benefits for all the athletes. What are the out benefits, there, John? But well, normally, what's but, the benefit? No, but I'm, today, I'm going to talk about uh, for the, for the coaching, oh. coaching side of it because we know there's a lot of you guys out there that, that are coaches, and some of you guys dabble, dabble with coaching um, on the side a little bit in terms of trying to help people out. But I think a couple of the key things that, that, um, that really help me when I'm using Training Peaks is I can make the workouts really specific for that athlete in a fairly Quick, concise way. amount of time, yep. and so if I'm going to prescribe, say. Bevan and somebody else. I'm going to say, right, here's Bevan's program. Here's somebody else. Copy paste. you're doing the same workout. So if I say, right, Bevan, I want you to go do five times one k hard at the track, and then if you've got a training buddy who's going to come along and they need to do five times one k, if you set the person's zones up correctly and you set the session up using exercise and intervals, it's going to tell you exactly what sort of pace you need to be doing for you, and mm-hmm. then they're going to be doing the same workout and it's going to have them doing the same pace. And if you've got those zones set up correctly, it's going to tell you right you need to be going at three minute 30 to three minute 40k pace and then it's going to have that person there um, going at say four minute to four minute 10k pace and if you've got that exercise set up as one of in your library and you've got that person's zones set up correctly it's just a really efficient way to give the the session
0: so it's almost like as a coach you can create your 50 favorite workouts yep. and then you know your long ride might have these intervals you know you know three times thirty i 'm pace or half yep. 'm pace and then you might change the different requirements on power based on the athletes, but for a coach managing different programs
1: is much more efficient it is so it saves me a bit of time and for the, for the athlete 's point of view, I mean as you said cutting and pacing i mean there 's only so many ways you can do a five hour workout but yeah. so from the athlete, if I set up the exact way I want that five hour ride to be done um, then they 'll get that that workout in their session or say right, you do the first hour at. 200 to 220 watts you do the next hour at this here so instead of having to type up a, a really long session it's yeah. just a really good way so it saves time If I retail, do you find that with your athletes do you most use training packs? Do you try to get all to? do now Okay great yeah. So do you find that, you get, that
0: they're much better at giving the feedback you know like because you know actually hmm. doing a training diary and stuff?
1: Yeah it's, it's, it's easier for them to do it especially if they've got um, if they're using power meters or they're using Garmin's because boom they do the workout yeah, and just done. import the file i think they've just got a couple of little comments in there jobs done whereas in the past they would have had to have typed all that stuff up and future is taking over john future, future is, is taking, taking over. over okay so if you want so a discount on, trainingpeaks.com if you want to go to the premium version use uh, i am talk the code and you get 15% off.
0: Make sure you go to imtalk.me and in that way you can get the discount. I'll go just so they know you're coming through us because awesome. they want to know how great we are. Anyway, we've got an interview with the, the legend, or a bit of a legend. Bit of a legend. Bit of a legend, Jimmy Riccatello coming up. He's just going to be talking about race officiating and a little bit about what's happening with Lance,
1: how he's his head coach.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> here, we, here we go.
1: Here's Jimmy Riccatello. Um... We've got today a bit of a legend, really. A bit of a legend in his own right in terms of athletic achievements. Um, and he's also the head referee for Ironman. So we wanted to find out what you guys, make sure we all know the correct rulings on what's going on out there and also any sort of tips that might be able to help you get through your day. So that man is Jimmy Riccatello. So welcome along, Jimmy.
3: Hey, how's
1: it going? And hey, when you guys said bit of a legend, does that
0: mean i like, a legend or, 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 or like... No, 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 you are a legend because we've said that we need to get you on our Legends of Triathlon podcast as, as, as from your athletic background. So you, you definitely sit in the legendary category.
1: He's, he's, he's won St. Croix twice. And, and I remember when I was uh, sort of starting in triathlon, he was certainly renowned as one of the, uh, the absolute animals on the bike. Uh, and I, I guess I, my, my first sort of question is, you know... Um, what what really got you into officiating? When, uh, when was it because you when you were such a strong biker you saw people up the road, um, you know riding in packs or what sort of motivated you to, to get into officiating?
3: You know, I, I actually it was I saw people behind me drafting. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was more. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thanks for the, uh, the the compliments by the way, and, and that was. Uh, the the two Saint Croix There was nobody else there, so there was a lot <laughs> of noise. <audience also. laughs> nice. <So> um, <laughs> the the way I got into it was, uh, I think, in part, I did get involved politically to to sort of have a voice. So I I, I weasled my way onto the USA Triathlon Board of Directors and and uh, tried to learn how how the rules were drawn up and how how I could affect. Uh, the issues that I complained about. I wanted to put my money where my mouth is, I guess. And so there were, that, that sort of started it. And then, uh, at some point Ironman was having, I think, I think they wanted to develop for lack of a better description, a a peer based system, I guess, and and put somebody in place that could relate a little bit to, to what the pros were, were doing and maybe, I guess, develop a, a rapport between the officials and, and, uh, the athletes and, and then sort of be- between the organizations and the officials and the athletes, you know. And um, I, they, they thought of me and I initially said no. And then I thought, you know, it's, it is it is a way for me to to sort of uh, give back, get involved. It's civ- civic duty, I guess. And that's hmm. – so I decided to, to, to help and um, and that's how it started.
1: You've, how, how long have you been in the role now? Because I know, you know, you're racing – was well you can tell us when when you sort of finished up with your racing but I know it was it was primarily sort of through through the 90s um so when when did you first uh, get into this I uh,
3: you know I think it was I think this is the 6th year or maybe even the 7th uh that I've been doing it so it's been a while I stopped racing uh regularly in 2002 I stopped racing altogether in 2004 and I and I started in 84 so yeah. it was a good a good run and and uh, I started doing some coaching, and and this has sort of been a a hobby of mine. Hmm. Not not the best match for my coaching business, but uh, <laughs> managed
0: to try and work around it. How, how much time does it take? You know, you know, it's like, are you more of an overseer of what things are happening, or do you kind of go to specific races and have anything to do with the officiating? Or
3: well, you know, it it, it started as as a sort of a contract deal, you know, can you come and officiate these races? And then, uh, and then it, then it morphed into, can you find people for? Awesome. Okay. Yep. And then can you help develop, uh, a rule set that works, um, that's as fair as possible and, and just keep, keep fostering this, uh, (laughs) goodwill, I guess, between the athletes and, and the officials to the, to the greatest extent possible anyway. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, it's, I sort of lost my train of thought, but, but that's, again, that's kind of how it, how it was formulated. And, and now, okay, now I am basically my, my role has changed somewhat. I'm officiating less, uh, and sort of overseeing more. Um, so I, I, certain events I'll go to in, in referee and then, then other uh, the rest of my time is spent sort of trying to trying to figure out rules and, so I and guess, get good people in place.
1: I guess the biggest um, rule in, that you, you must preside over is on the bike is the, the drafting. Um, what, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I, I can't keep up sometimes, but w- what is the current ruling in terms of um, the drafting and is it consistent across um, all Ironman races around the world?
3: It's mostly consistent and and right now we've we've sort of um patterned our our system i don't want to say we've patterned it after the itu but it, it's it's darn near identical to the itu and mm-hmm. uh we've adopted some of their their uh their rule book and and I, actually they've they've sort of uh taken some of our things you know they're using the penalty tent system now for example and mm. um but we we've got a lot of international races in most of those places are, are bound to ITU rules. So mm-hmm. it, it makes sense for us to have that same rule book mm-hmm. as much as possible. And so, uh, the, the draft rules are supposed to be consistent, but it, it's a work in progress. Mm. There's subtle differences. Uh, but for the most part, it's, it's a 10 meter draft zone and, and there's, uh, little nuances to it that, that are hard to keep track of and it's for that reason that that we're kind of sticking to the IT rule book because most people use it so um if you want i can give you a nutshell version of
1: of how it works definitely i mean when you say 10 meters is that front wheel to front wheel 10 meters
3: it it is and that's for the pros the the age group zone is a little bit shorter yeah and with with that said, though, I, I've got to I've got to mention that, you know, in America we have, uh, I don't know what you what you call them, but you know the the, the broken lines in the center of the road, the yep, painted certainly. lines, yep. The space between those lines in the U.S. is thirty feet, mm-hmm. uh, all across the country. So that thirty feet is the distance that we we reference, even though thirty feet is um, is uh, basically 10 meters.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: I think it's, I think it's 9.1 meters mm-hmm. between bikes. So that's, you know, the rule says 10 meters front to front, but to make the rule as, uh, as objective as possible so that the athletes have a something visual that they can see, you know, normally their shadows will go across the road. Um, they can look to their left in America <laughs> and see the, the the center, the space between those lines. And it just gives them an idea of what we're using to gauge the distance, and it gives them an idea of how far they should be uh, from the athlete in front of them. And so uh, it, it, the rule says 10 meters front to front, but we've been referencing this space uh, on the mainland. And and then to confuse people even more, in, in Kona, from mile zero to mile 112, uh and sorry, I uh, my I, la- I don't speak Australia. I don't speak kilometers. Yeah, it's yeah, that's okay. I mean I I do, but but uh anyways. It's a, it's a worldwide show, we
1: don't need to worry about yeah, it. Only anyway. yeah.
3: <laughs> so you know, uh from mile zero to one hundred and twelve, every forty feet there's a reflector on the on the white line that separates the shoulder from the traffic lane. Yeah. So in Kona, we, we reference those reflectors because, again, they're all the way out on the course. And and the, the road, as you guys know, goes north-south. So yeah. the shadows run perpendicular to the to those reflectors. And it makes it super, super easy and very, very objective uh, uh, in Kona. And, and that's 40 feet that we use in Kona because we have those reflectors. Right. And uh, that's 12.5. That's twelve point two meters, about, and so I, I, the bottom line is I'm sort of, sort of working my way towards a, a, a twelve meter draft zone, which you guys have, uh, your 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 refs in Australia have been a great help to me in Kona or,
1: or New Zealand even.
3: Yeah.
1: Say that again. Or, or even in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> You
1: know, <laughs> uh, with the um with the age groupers so you're talking 10 meters for the pros what about for for age groupers what's the current ruling for for age groupers that is generally consistent across the world
3: it's it's seven meters between
1: bikes seven meters groups. seven meters so be- between bikes so is that uh b- back wheel to front wheel yes yeah, yeah. okay and that's
3: about that's about four biking. so a bike, uh, bike is about a meter and a half long. So,
1: in in terms of the the passing procedure, you know, the, I remember when I looked at the Ironman New Zealand website a while ago, um, it's giving you fifteen seconds to make that that sort of your passing procedure. Is that still um, what the ruling is in terms of how long you've got to pass?
3: It is. You you've got the age groupers have fifteen. The pros have. Uh, I'm sorry. The age groupers have twenty. And the Ironman rules and the pros up to 25. Okay, um, cool. And you know there, there are subtle differences there too. The age groupers are allowed. Your draft zone can intersect when you pass, meaning you can ride, you can slipstream the athlete in front of you when you're when you're passing. Um, but the pros aren't allowed to do that. So they've, they've got this, this 10 meter distance. And when they want to overtake, they have to move, move out to the side to pass. They, they can't slipstream the athlete in front of them. And that's the pro fields are smaller. It's a lot easier for us to, to do that with the pros. And that's just another way of, of, of keeping them from legally working together.
0: You know, um, the, you know for the pros and maybe faster age groupers, maybe back of the packers, drafting is probably a much easier thing to officiate because obviously the numbers aren't so big. But nowadays, you know, the, with the fields of Iron you know, if you're somewhere between like that kind of 10 to 13-hour mark, you, you're getting out of the water for a lot of other athletes. And for a lot of athletes, I imagine it's pretty much impossible to avoid drafting. You know, as an official, how do you guys look on that situation?
3: Um... I mean, I, I tell people it's never impossible, right? I mean, it's a, it's, there's, no, there's no tractor beam, you know, that, that forces you to, 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 to sit close to the person in front of you. But admittedly, and, and we've all been there, it, it, it's crowded, like you said, it, mm. it, depending on where you get out of the water. And, and really the, the worst part in a mass start event is that in an Ironman is from an hour to an hour and 15 is when most people get out of the water. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you could have three, three to 500 people in 10 minutes to get on the course at the same time. And, you know, fortunately it's a very dynamic situation. There's, there's fast cyclists and slow cyclists that, that swim within that range, you know? And so even though it's crowded early on, a lot of times it's people passing or people being passed. And as a ref, you know, you, you, I think you're, you're, you fixate on the people that are uh I, I, we're not mind readers but but who are are blatantly taking advantage of the rule and most people who are trying to get a pass done don't get picked on but but when you watch a situation you, you can always see that person that's sort of trying to take advantage of the situation and you know technically anybody who, who's breaking a rule can be penalized but but when you've got crowded conditions, I think you focus on, on, uh, on, on the ones who seem to be uh, gaining an unfair advantage. And it, it that sounds vague, but uh, and you guys, you guys race, so you, you know, you, you see those people, you know, and and you pull them out. And that's the the, the other beauty of the system is that, you know, it's not time added at the end. You know, you're you're pulling that, those people out relatively. Because you have different, you have penalty tents at various locations, so you're you're taking them out of the field of play. Sometime around the uh, the area that the rule is broken, so rather than, than that person staying in that situation or that group staying together for the whole 112 miles or the or the you know the rest of the ride, they're they're taken out of that situation. So you actually with the penalty tent system you're able to affect the race a little bit more than, than just when you add time after the fact, like we used to do uh, when I first started, you you didn't affect the race. You, you Sure, people had time penalties, but that group of 10 grew to a group of 20, to a group of 30, because nobody was taken out of that, that drafting situation. You know what I mean?
1: How do you sort of go about, you know, for you, if if you, when you are actually out there officiating, you know, you've got a pack of riders going along and there's a lot of them Drafting um, fairly blatantly. How do you sort of tack- tackle that as as an official? You know, do you can you pull out multiple people at a time? Um, you know, because we, we we see pack riding at, at different races, and, and people just go, you know, what the hell's going on? They're not pulling in, anybody over. But you know, if if you're in that situation and you've got a big pack there, what? How do you sort of go about tackling it?
3: Um, you know, I, and I'm not just just saying this, but it it I rarely see that anymore uh we had a few races that were notorious uh in Clearwater. it was very very hard to officiate um not only i mean the the flat course is one thing but the course was on the median there uh, so it would be like on your right side of the road which made it really really hard for us to to get in that lane you know there there was no room because Mm -hmm. the athletes rode to the right of the left hand lane and the median the curb was to the left and it was just a hard for us to have a presence and and then you would see big packs and what what uh what i always tell the officials to do is you 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 know you you just you pick out the ones who were definitely breaking the rules and you just let them know that they need to go to the penalty ten. and and uh once that process starts the the group is, is <laughs> broken, like yeah you know, and, but if you don't act you know and and again that's the that's the beauty of of telling people, letting people know that they've broken a rule and they need to go to the penalty tent. When you don't do that, the the group stays there. They're like, well, I hope I didn't get a penalty, but I'm not sure if I did because in the old, the old way we did, we did things when I first started was you, you just wrote numbers down and, and added time after the fact. So again, you didn't affect the race here. You just, you, you just pick the people out one by one and you get three or four in. If you've got, if you've got a group of 15, um, and they're, they're, you know, as you, as you start penalizing people, the group just completely breaks up, you know, and so you may miss people, uh, but the ones that you did get were certainly breaking the rule. And that's the biggest gripe that we get. It's like, you know, what about those people? And it's like, Hey, you know, I mean, we get the ones that we can, but in the meantime, the, the person that, that was in their mind, singled out definitely, broke the rule you know so they, they're they going to be upset that their that their friends didn't get penalized either um so you you get as many as you can and, and once you start the process you affect that group if you don't do anything if you have refs that 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 won't act because maybe i don't know why they, they would see a group and not not act on it but um if you've got refs that don't act then you get you, you get ganged up on, you know. They, mm. The athletes are smart. <clears throat> ah, they're not going to call it, and they, you know, that group becomes bigger. So you've got to have officials that that aren't afraid to call it when they see it. Otherwise, the athletes will take
0: advantage. Hey, um, with when, when regards to officials, generally in an Ironman race, how many officials do you have, and do you feel that they need more, or do you feel we where where, it, where it's at right now, it's right.
3: Um, I, I think it's important to have a lot and, and to, to be honest, there's races where we, we, we are short, we don't have enough. And, um, uh, some of these events in America anyways, uh, are, are very rural, you know, uh, Lake Placid, Coeur you know, there's not a big, uh, a big base of, of people to, to pull from. And, and I, I prefer to, to use, to use, uh, people who have experience with with racing you know, they don't have to be Greg Welch but they, they need to, to be able to relate they need to be have have. in my opinion it's too complex of a situation and, and you're, you're going to be much more effective if you've been in those situations yourself and, and again you don't have to be the best triathlete in the world to, to have been in, in crowded situations to have seen people taking advantage of the rules and um we we can always have more, but we try to have if it's a single loop course for an ironman distance race we try to have at least fifteen and, and preferably twenty five yep. um, if it's a double loop course fifteen is is good, and if we can have more that's that's better and this, the the seventy point threes a fifteen is the number that I always try to shoot for we yeah. don't always get there but uh uh, and when we have a single loop course like Kona, Kona, we've we, we've had 25 marshals the last few years for the group race, and that's a lot, but it's not enough. Right. If that makes any sense. But yeah. But you're also somewhat somewhat hindered by by, I mean, that's 25 motorcycles, you know, mm-hmm. on the course with the athletes, and and uh, that's not insignificant. I mean, you you don't want to have your crew impact the race in a negative way either and there's there's not a lot of road there. You know, It's an out and back course. Mm. Uh, so it, trying to find that balance is, is tough and when it's out and back your, your 25 is a lot more effective. It's, it's a big loop like Ironman Florida or I don't know uh, if the races in, in New Zealand and Australia are, there, are they one big loop? Oh um, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, they. They're generally two, two, New Zealand's two loops yeah. and, uh, yeah. and Melbourne Melbourne's a big, uh, there's a couple of loops as well. So you've got, so drafting, obviously we've got for age groupers, you've got the, the sort of seven metre gap, you've got um, 20 seconds to pass. Um, in terms of blocking, can you just explain to people what blocking is?
3: Blocking is, is riding not to the right or the left, depending on what country you're in, yeah. um, in America, you ride to the right. In Australia, you ride to the left, New Zealand to the left, obviously, the UK and yep. other places. Um, and if you're, if you're blocking, you're, you're basically in the center of the road or in the center of the lane. And you, you, because of that, you, you know, in America, you're not allowed to pass on the right. You have to pass on the left. Yep. And so this person who's in the center of the road to avoid the bumps or, or maybe some, some rocks in the road is, is in the way. And sometimes there's not enough room on the left to pass, and that 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 causes a, a, a log jam, you know. And then that that makes it harder for people to do the right thing, you know. When when somebody slower than you is in your way, um, you know, it, it takes you time to pass, and then it, it tends to bunch people up behind. So basically, blocking is is in, is keeping somebody from passing.
1: And what are the penalties at the moment for, for drafting and for blocking in terms of how long you have to spend in the... Can you explain, if you get a penalty, what you've got to do?
3: Yeah, if you... Drafting is is a four-minute penalty, per four minutes per violation. Yep. And everything else, blocking, um, th- those things are, are... You stop in the penalty tent, you're... Uh, race number is taken down your name is taken down and your your numbers on your your helmet your your body and your bike are are marked once that happens you leave so that takes about we'll call it a minute yeah. um, but and that's a that's you're shown a yellow card in those circumstances and draft if you draft you're shown a red card so a red card is only drafting and that's four minutes per violation everything else is a yellow card and that's and you can say stop and go, but there's a process to it. It's not as, it's not as easy as stopping into the penalty tent and just leaving. You know, you've got to stay there until they get your information.
1: And, and um, with, with the drafting, how many penalties can you get in a race?
3: You can get, of any kind, you're, you're allowed three penalties. The third penalty is a DQ. So basically you're allowed yeah. two, and the third one
0: you're disqualified. You're, you're out of there. Is that of any you're kind? Out. So if you got done blocking twice and then one drafting, you'd be done out?
1: Correct. Yeah
0: okay yeah cool okay um what what whatever infringements uh, you know obviously blocking and drafting are the obvious ones are there any others that athletes should be aware of
3: blocking is is a biggie, you know people don't they'll ride side by side and talk and 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 like you guys you know you guys have two loop courses, and we have two loop courses and and there's uh you know Chrissy Wellington coming right up your 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 rear you know and athletes don't think that way they get in their own little world they they paid their entry fee and um they're in the way and blocking is oftentimes a catalyst to to drafting you know it, it again it keeps people from passing so blocking is something that people need to be aware of if you're not passing you should move to the to the shoulder yep um and and then drafting is something that just at certain times, you know, uphills, uh, rolling hills make it very hard to avoid drafting situations, um, but you've just got to do your best to stay that proper distance, and and uh, uh, it is hard at times when it's crowded, but I, I, again, one of the benefits of using officials that, that are are aware of this is they they tend to be a little bit more tolerant in those circumstances to let the 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 race play out and and if you see somebody you know in in gaining an unfair advantage or in in direct violation you, you penalize them right away you know and other times you sort of let it let it happen a little bit and every ref has their own tolerance for that but we we try to teach zero tolerance with regard to drafting so if you're too close for 20 seconds you're in in your scene you're going to get a penalty
2: yep
3: um, and so again it makes for frustrating situations sometimes when it's crowded but uh, if you've got refs who are on top of it and, and making those calls when they see them it, it really be, be, because you see it happen it really sets the tone and it keeps those groups from forming and that's something that that uh, I I've, you know I've not I've, I've not had great, I don't have a gigantic, uh, resume of race wins and, but I had some success, but the thing I'm most proud of, I guess, and, and I guess it sounds embarrassing to even admit this, but I'm most proud of the fact that we've made some headway with, with regard to drafting, because I was an athlete that, uh, you know, selfishly wanted a, as fair a bike ride as can be, because I was a terrible runner. <laughs> and, uh, you know, to but but that's how the sport started for me. That's the, that's the sport that I know, and I, I did participate in draft legal try and the the, the great uh, Grand Prix events in Australia mm. that were draft legal, the France Iron Tour. So I've done it. I, I'm not very good at it. Um, but my my concern now is keeping uh, non drafting try alive and well, and a big part of that is is getting the athletes on board and and getting officials who. Who are smart And, uh, and are going to make the calls When they see them Because and, and that's, that's what the athletes want and expect And if you don't do it, it's a disservice you know?
1: yeah. with, with the pro race in Kona Obviously we talk a lot about The, the pace line sort of going on there And you've got to be, have a good swim To be part of the pace line Are you pretty happy with how And also are the athletes Are they fairly happy with how the rulings Are working in Kona And um, do you see any changes Potentially there or not?
3: Well, um, you know, it, it's a big, a big issue for me. And I, again, it's, it's some the thing that I'm most proud of is the, is the headway we've made with drafting in general, and specifically the, the, the male pros, we're working on the females, but we've, the, the women we haven't scrutinized to the level that we have, the men we're, we're working on that. There, there's fewer women, et cetera. There's other issues, but, um, we're we're doing well on on all aspects, and the pros, men and women, have really taken you know they they respect these rules. And in Kona, you know, I I, I ride, I still I'm still in decent shape. And if you go and and ride that distance, the the distance of the reflectors, twelve point one nine two meters, mm. um, there's not much of a of a benefit at that distance. And again very easy for us to, to keep the athletes at that distance. And last year you saw 30 guys together. Uh, well, 30 guys, 12 meters apart yep. for 40 miles, you know, until the wind started to blow hard and in, in Hawaii. And, and then you saw what, what ended up being one of the most fair races in, in the history of, of the race, in my opinion, you know, and, the, there's people that say, Oh, there's a great there's there's a big advantage to being in that group of thirty and, and I would say, yeah, there is mentally. There's there's an advantage to being there. Uh if you're if you're not um Andy Potts, you know. Mm, there's, mm. there's thirty if you look back and you're Andy and you see thirty people, you get pissed off. Mm. But I think the athletes the reason that they aren't grumbling as much for the most part, there there's always gonna be some grumbling, is that they know at that distance, it's maybe five watts, maybe, mm-hmm. of an advantage. And again, I've tested it myself at different speeds and with different amounts of people. And and I know, I know for a fact that the, the benefits at that distance are not that great. If they were, you wouldn't have a group of five getting mm-hmm. off the bike. You'd have a group of 50. You know, everybody, I've, I've heard some prominent coaches and, and athletes uh, try to tell me that it's, you know, Twice as easy, sitting third in line. Hmm. And uh, I'm like, I ask them, what are they basing that on? Or how many watts do you think it is? 30 watts. And I'm like, really? 30 watts? Seriously? (laughs) You know, I mean, let's just say Chris Lieto averages 310 watts. I mean, subtract 30 from that. and You you mean to tell me there's not 50 guys that can ride 280 watts for, for four hours? They, they, everybody would come off the bike together if it were that much of an, of an advantage from a power saving standpoint, because mm-hmm. the power demands it at an Ironman are not that great. 270 Watts for a guy like Luke McKenzie, you know, you, you guys have, I'm sure you looked at his power file.
2: Yeah.
3: So, um, and, and again, knowing what I know, and when Luke is sitting 12 meters back, he's not getting much of an advantage. Um, and and you can look at the power files of the other guys in that group, and they're all the same.
1: So it is. You know, it, I guess it is, as you said, a, a big mental advantage.
3: It, it is a mental advantage. There, there's no doubt about that.
1: Um, and these guys
3: have to real, excuse me, have to realize that at 270 watts, you you've got to be patient. You know, mm-hmm. and if you if you've not done your homework, uh, and uh, not not to pick on Luke, but but his run wasn't great there, and who knows what that's from? Maybe mm. you know, maybe it was a training issue, maybe it was a nutrition issue. Um, but Crowley ran two forty-two.
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah.
3: He did. He did his homework. He he got his nutrition. He got everything right again. I don't want to. I don't want to suppose what happened to, to, uh, to to the guys out there, and and I hope hope Luke wins this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but the fact is that. You, you've got to be patient because a lot of people can ride 270 watts for a long time at, at that at that level. Yeah. and uh, so I, I'm passionate that the race is as fair as it can be from a drafting standpoint. Um, but when you've got a you know 40 guys coming out of the water together and, a, and really no obstacles if the wind doesn't blow until you get up to Javi, the race takes a while to develop but, but it's played out so that the strongest guy has won in the last few years and and the race, I would say the race has been uh, the race has been won on the bike in Kona the last few years Crowley won it on the bike
0: to me yeah, he definitely. backed it
3: up with a great run but uh, the damage was done on the bike I mean he was unbelievable on the bike last yeah,
1: year yeah he was wasn't he so I guess um, one of the other unbelievable people on the bike that we, we're going to see over there, nice, probably nice. this year, is going to be Lance Armstrong, and and we see you're associated with him in some way through through your coaching. So what what is the deal with you you and, um, and Lance? Are you sort of just advising him, or or are you coaching him? How does that sort of fit? Um,
3: Lance and I have been buddies since he was sixteen, and and when I say buddies, I use that term loosely. We've. Yeah. We 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 were both from Texas and uh, you know, when I've been trying to get him back in the sport since he since he was getting out of cycling and, and even before then. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't coach Lance. I mean it's been said and it, it's it's funky because I've gone to great lengths to say I'm not Lance's coach. But <laughs> yeah, I mean he's if he asks me about a workout or, 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 or a or a week of training, I'm I'll certainly chime in and, and tell him what I think. Um, a, as I do for for a lot of pros um, you know I'm, I'm friends with a lot of the people that that I end up overseeing out there on, on race day but uh, so there's there's no official as much as I'd like to admit it it'd be great for my business yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would
2: admit that
3: I've, <laughs> I've chimed in on, on a number of issues with him and, and been happy to do it uh, but I, I don't coach him you know, uh, we we go and train together. I encourage him. I think he's great for the sport. Uh, I think he'll do well. And, and well, obviously, he's done well. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know if he'll enjoy Ironman, but I, <laughs> I, I think that that it's a it's something that he he needs to do, in my opinion. You know, and so that's that's the way I've approached it. I, I I'll admit, and I mean, I steered him towards Xterra. Yeah. Uh, Personally, because I thought he would have the most fun there. I thought this guy's been going gung ho since since he was a kid. Literally, I mean, he was kicking our butts when he was a uh, when he was in grade ten. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was he was putting it to the best in the business, and so he's somebody that I I knew from, from the time he was fifteen or sixteen. You know, I could see that he was going to be the best at something, and. Uh, Personally, was glad that he directed his energy towards <laughs> cycling. <laughs> I, now, you know, I, I thought terror would be the thing for him because he's such a great mountain biker, and and uh, so I pushed him towards that. But he's he he seems to to really have this desire to to want to do an Ironman, and and uh, and he he's loving the triathlon training, and that's cool for me. It's gotten you know, it's it's gotten me back into exercising a little bit more. Um, until he got in shape and now I can't I literally can't I can't keep up with him. I, I you know so I don't do much with him anymore in terms of of
1: rides. He's he's too fast. But um What, what do you think he's capable of in Kona? You know we've seen um you know. He's swimming fantastically. Yeah, he's obviously, he he knows how to ride a bike, but he's put in. Um, his running's been a bit of a mixed bag. You know, he's had some. Some his first up was was great, but he seems to be having some nutritional issues or, or fading quite badly. Um, what do you think he's capable of doing in, in an Ironman rather than than a half in Kona as well with the heat and maybe the wind? Well,
3: I think I think in Panama he he convinced himself that he could could uh, do well in the heat. You know and. Um, I think he's a, he's an underrated runner, but he's, he's never, ever going to run like, uh, like Crowley or, or yep. any of those guys, you know, it's just at this stage in the game, it's not going to happen, but he is a really good runner. And, and with the exception of Panama, his, uh, his runs haven't really shown what I, what I think he's capable of. I mean, you can go look at his, his, uh, his training on Strava, you know, and I look at some of the runs he does on, on Strava. And I'm just like, wow, I mean, it's GPS, you know, unless he's, unless he's (laughs) out there uh, riding around his run courses on a bicycle, which some people might think that he does. Um, You know, he's running really well. So obviously he's got to figure out the the hydration and nutrition, which uh, is something that I've, I've, I've stressed to him. And I know a number of other people, you know, Lance is somebody that asks advice from a lot of people Yeah. and he ends up making making his decision based on who knows what, you know, just gut instinct and and experience. But he's gotta get that figured out and I think that's what's hindering him the most. It's it's not a training issue. It's just that he's not running to his capabilities because he's I think he's eating too much personally. Yeah. But he'll he's smart. He'll get it figured out. He doesn't, you know, he's uh it's like Spencer Smith back in the back in the day. I remember talking to him about Iron Man and you know, he he had a, a okay race. I forget what place he got in Kona, fifth or something. Fifth, or something, yeah. You know, and he was complaining about. It. I go, hey man, come on. You know, it took some of these guys seven years to figure this out, and he's like, well, I don't want to wait that long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, Lance is is uh, is getting old, man. Yeah. So Yeah. But he's smart. He'll figure it out. I think. First of all, I, I when when he asked me about you know what do you think I could do in an Ironman, I'm like, man, I think he could kick ass. You know, and. He's like, really? And I go, yeah. I mean, I, I firmly believe that Chris Lieto could win Kona um, wow. under the right circumstances. And I told him, if, if, because I believe Lieto could win it, I believe you could win it, because I think you guys are similar in, in strengths. And um, mm. So I think he could run three hours mm. uh, on, a, on a decent day. And, and that's all he'd
1: need to run. I
3: well, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the way that, that those guys rode last year—that Crowy and and company, you know, that that Crowley, McKinsey McKenzie, yeah. uh, Rayler—I forget who was in that group now—but yeah. those guys rode awesome, and of course, Lieto was ahead of them. Yeah, uh, it's not, not going to be easy to get. What, what you know, you run three hours. You need you need twenty minutes on yeah. on I and mean, Who's to say he couldn't have run a couple of minutes faster?
2: Yeah.
3: Um, but I think that that he could run faster than three hours if he gets everything right. It's just a, a, as we all know. I mean, it's not an easy thing, and and he knows that too. But I wouldn't put the one thing I've learned knowing him for so long and, and following his career as a as a as a you know decent friend and and uh, he, you wouldn't I wouldn't put anything past him. Yeah. I mean the, the guy he's just. A, he's just a, a, a phenom you know and always was and so I think you know the hardest part for him is gonna, gonna be finding the time to, to ride you know he, he's so busy uh, people would freak out if if they really got into how much he travels and how much he works I, I don't know how he does how he does it. it it's again it's a testament to how much fun he's having with this training because he'll 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 squeeze a run in around a a speaking engagement or he'll find a pool to swim in. But the cycling, when you're on the road, you know, even, even when you have, you know, your own plane, um, it's, it's not easy to, to, to find the time to ride when you're traveling a ton. So he needs to, to, to find the time to ride more, um, figure out the nutrition and hydration. But, but I think he, I think he'll be in shape to run three hours in Kona and and maybe
1: better. There you go, you heard it, heard it first from, from Lance Armstrong's head coach, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jimmy Thanks for the plug, it's ricketello.com. <laughs> yeah. <to> sign
1: up. <laughs> and, and so with, with your coaching business, um, do you have space for athletes? You, you mentioned there Um okay. is, it, is it just an online coaching you do or have you got um, other strings to your bow on, on a sort of more local basis?
3: Uh, it's it's I don't do much locally because that would mean that you know I have to go out and train with them and, and <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a, mostly online I have clients from all over but I really don't you know this the Ironman job again it's a labor of love um it it's it's kept me from doing as much as I want to do with with the coaching but I feel like it's something that it's an opportunity for for me to uh, to. To to have an impact, I think a positive impact on the rules. Um, I, I, I'm I'm definitely not perfect. I'm I'm sure that, that things could be done better, but I do listen. Uh, you know, that's something I've, I've learned maybe from from Lance and some other people is to, to listen to what people say. There's a lot of good ideas out there if you're if you're open to them. And but I, so I the coaching thing, I, I try to stick to around ten clients. Yep, personal clients, and and I have a few little little online programs that help people i do some camps i have a camp in france in july that i do nice uh, but it, it the Ironman job has got has kept me busy and because of that i've you know obviously um i i don't work with uh, there's a there's a two pro women that i work with um mm-hmm. but I've, I've again i've got to be a little careful you know i can't mm. can't officiate races that 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 you know um, yeah. If I were coaching a bunch of pro men, I wouldn't be able to, to, to referee, you know. And um, so, anyways, it's it's uh, trying to squeeze them both in and put, put my time in at the officiating gig and and uh, hopefully pass it off to somebody that that's also sincerely in you know involved and passionate about about making the sport as fair as it can be. They're, they're, drafting is always going to be a problem, you know. We we there's no way. It can't be, but I think the important thing is to 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 not ignore that. And 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 there there's room in the sport for all sorts of different formats. And in the draft legal format. I watched the San Diego race. It was, it was so exciting um, and frustrating. You know, I watched the men on the bike, and I'm like, come on, guys! <laughs> I mean, you know, there, there's like ten guys that were gonna that, that had a chance on the run, and and. Fifty of them were just sitting back there going, yeah, well, maybe I'm going to have, uh, maybe I'll run 29 today. And it's like, yeah. no, it's not going to, it's not going to, but I mean, so the, the Olympic qualifying aside, there were a few people there that I was like, I was yelling at, you know, through the computer, do something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The women's that.
3: race, crazy, you know, unbelievable that, that group of eight, you know, look like, uh, looked like the Garmin team out there in the team time trial, they were super, um, anyways there, there's room in this sport for all different formats i did them all myself i did Xteros, draft legal non-drafting and and uh so i want to i want to i kind of want to nurture that idea you know and and work on not turning people off of draft of non-drafting try because they feel that that it's a, a lost cause you know that that drafting will be too big of a problem and um you know, to that point, I mean, mass start events are, are tough to, to police. And, you know, so Ironman puts a lot of people on the course at once. And, and that's something that, that, um, athletes and, and people like me need to keep telling them, Hey, maybe some of these races, you know, need to, to move towards wave starts. And, and, um, you know, the thing that's been cool with Ironman is they've, they've, they've listened to a lot of things that I've said and, and I've worked for a lot of, I've approached the political side from a lot of different angles and I can honestly say that that um, while things aren't 100% perfect, these guys have been, and girls have, have been willing to, to work with me and, and others and, and that's, that, that means a lot to me and that's part, part of why I've stayed involved as long as I can. I, they, they listen, you know, and, and they do what they can do and I've learned a lot about the other side of the sport from them as well, and um, so I think there's been a mutual respect between athlete and, and organization, and, and I like that, and I just wish that more athletes would would speak up in a constructive manner, and, and it, it helps, but a lot of times people are afraid to speak up. and.
1: And I guess it's not a not a job you get a, a lot of thanks for <laughs> being being officials. So uh, it's, it's um, I don't know from, from my perspective, it's it's great that we've got um, some athletes or for, former athletes on the inside, sort of making sure that um, it's uh, you know you, you're thinking about you, you know what it's like out there. So um, appreciate your work work out there, and we'll look forward to seeing you out there in Kona, and um, hopefully we'll see another nice clean race later later in the year and and see what a former Tour de France rider can uh, can do to the, do the fellas out there. So thanks, thanks so much for your time see. today. And when we said the intro, we did say you're a, a bit of a legend, but we will be lining you up for our um, <laughs> for our, our Legends of Triathlon podcast at some stage because uh, I've been told by a number of people that you've got some, uh, some awesome stories to tell. So we'll, we'll get you back on there at some stage.
3: Anytime, guys. Love to. And thanks for letting me talk about this and uh... – and, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll
1: do our best. We'll do our best. We'll see you in Kona. Awesome, mate. Thanks for your time. Interesting interview. He is. And as you said, we've got to get him back on um, Legends. the Legends because yeah. apparently he tells some great stories. He's been around the store a long time, and he's another one of those guys who's loves it, passionate about it, could talk talk for hours and hours about uh, some
0: what, what what do you think it was interesting how WTC went to him because they wanted that kind of middle person to go you know what maybe athletes won't communicate with much of us you know to have him in this role to set that place and it sounds as though he's taking that real responsibility of that role taken on board and, and doing some good work you know as you're saying when you look at different Advantage of power when you're going 12 meters. I think
1: for for all of us, we've always got a very small, you know, our view view of the race is is just a little tiny little snapshot. It would be it would be really interesting to go out with an official and they're riding along next to a pack and see how see what they actually do Mm. because we all say, oh, the official was just riding along next to us and they weren't doing anything. They may have pinged. People off your wheel um, yeah. in the process and, and got the people that were being The most blatant so I think that would be really interesting for, To go out and actually yeah, see like he was, yeah. It was good yeah. he admitted
0: that they could do with more um, Officials out there In some races and I think mm. if anything That's the one thing they should really push for because if the, When you see the officials you just kind of You know if you are going to be pushing the, the, the Rules you kind of Do just pull off don't you and so the more Presence they have the more effect they can have on the race is just going to sneeze Yep. You're a bit hot, mate. I see you've got your icebreaker on. I've got the heater on. Yeah, no. Where okay, did you get yeah. your fresh icebreaker from? Oh, mate, mate, I've, hey, I've right, got the contacts. <laughs> You listen to this show, mate. Remember, there's two of us. Anyway, um, a No oh, sponsor Extreme Endurance.
1: Extreme Endurance. If you want to be fast, if you want oh, to be, like, be like, fast, sure. Yvonne Van Bluerken, <laughs> Timo Bracht, and Helene Biedervart, who's racing in uh, Lanzarote this weekend. Mm. Get yourself some Extreme Endurance. Um, I remember we t- when we talked about Yvonne, um, talked to Yvonne over in Kona. Like, she even uses it in, um, during the race, and she yeah. finds that to be really beneficial. And we're going to see. You know, I love Yvonne. She yeah. likes my voice i sexy, so love anybody who <laughs> just strokes you. Yeah. yeah, basically strokes my what? <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you want to be like those guys, you know, obviously for them it's a it's a sponsorship agreement, but also they wouldn't be going out there and taking a product if they didn't uh, if they didn't have get some great results. Yeah, she really it.
0: did love it, didn't she? Yeah, yeah.
1: And then you've got um, but you know what? Yeah,
0: everyone we everyone who does this stuff
1: we get so much feedback. It is the thing that seems to work. And so if you want to get. Um, get your extreme endurance go on to xendurance.com use the code I am talk, and we do get a few questions through on our Facebook page people saying oh the code doesn't work and I think it does vary a bit from if you're going on the US site versus you're going to the, the European site but if you've ever got any questions just pop them an email they're awesome at responding so if something's not working instead of popping us an email and then we, we send them an email just go straight to them and they'll say we don't want to do the work basically
0: so <laughs> go say, straight to them go straight to the source <laughs> and, uh, but in saying that we again They've got great customer service. We got really good feedback. We're quite like for our sponsors because um, everyone
1: just seems to love what they do. So And if you want to get your try to get your free stuff, if you go onto their Facebook page and you like any of their sort of weekly posts that they put up there, then you go in the drawer to get some free stuff. So uh, check it out at xendurance.com and use the code IMTalk or if you want the automated delivery, use the code ADIM Talk. <laughs>
0: Questions and answers. Okay, so we've got one from Mike Weenman here, and he's just saying, Love listening to the podcast, guys, and follow your conversation about TT versus wave starts. Just wanted to pass it along that Ironman New York will have a time trial start in the Hudson River. So Ironman New York will be my second Ironman after Texas next week. So so, that, so so it is a TT start
1: Good luck to Mike this weekend in Texas Yeah good luck mate um, back. Yeah, So, so, I, so I what, what will it be that. wave start as in Or a TT start what's Well it sounds like it will be Time um, trial start which is, which is very similar to what it is at Louisville Where you basically rock up and you jump in the water And boom that's when your, your electronic chip Starts a timer and you're off But
0: so oh, wait a second is it, is it done in age groups? No it's just random You go when you go That's how it's done in Louisville so Wait a second so in Louisville you turn up and just when you go, you go. Yep.
1: So you go breakfast, come along a couple of hours later. Yep. Really? Except for the pros, the pros will start, and the same in New York, the pros will start together. Oh, but you but, come but they don't set the time trial. No, you just uh, you oh, just rock along and you just jump in. So if you, I guess. So then, if you are, what's the tactic then?
0: It does become quite tactical. Yeah, because obviously in the swim.
2: Wow, well, you,
1: you, 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 you do, You'd want to be a faster swimmer, wouldn't you? Well, you'd, you could potentially... How do you know if they're going to be there? You could potentially go for the clean start. You could potentially... But clean's going to make you slow. ...stack it up a bit and get some mates going, right, if you wanted to go for a cone qualifier and if some mates were prepared to go out there yeah. and do the business for you, say, right, sit on me in the swim, I'll hammer it, I'll ride in front of you... I'll and, take
0: lots of draft penalties, we'll get three each.
1: And uh, there's no reason why you, I guess you couldn't do that because, yeah, at Louisville... For, as far I don't as realise that's how it worked I just
0: thought Oh so you're pretty much But there must be a cut off time When you have to start the race Probably is Yeah So yeah. you
1: might say Okay the race starts at 7 You have to be started by 8 Because what you could do If you were If you wanted to have a really clean race And nobody getting get in your way You'd wait Two hours or something like that And then boom You're off you go But there must be some Some time allotment mind. But um, yeah If you want to have a clean start From the front you get first in line, and um, and you got a clean swim. And if you can swim fast, you'll be you'll be leading the race, except for the pros.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. Mm.
1: Well, it blows my mind.
0: Okay, well then we've got another email from God, Tim. It doesn't take Richards. a lot to blow your mind. Well, obviously not, mate. <laughs> I was just thinking back to I am talks. uh I know it's three hundred and nine, and you're talking about the effect of large corporations on Iman and seventy point three on smaller local run events. And we've got an email through from Tim, and he's just saying he's he's a coordinator. He has a little bit to do with a race called the Hell Out of a uh, Hell of a West, and it's a race that happens where does it happen, John? It's on the border of New South Wales,
1: and uh, bloody hot. And it's thirty to forty degrees, and they get some good athletes there, and it's very much a uh, a local organised race. But they get some good fields. So McKenzie's to, done it, Cape Major's done it. Yeah, you go to hell of the west au. It's still going strong. Last year they had four hundred and fifty individuals and one hundred and fifty teams, and uh, and they're not going to be taken over by WDC. They love what they're doing, and they're supporting the local community. So
0: yeah, and it. I think it actually. Is, I think I, look, without reading the whole email now, I think it was pretty much all the money goes back into the community, totally like does. a non profit race. So mm-hmm. if you're Australia or even New Zealand, you want to do something? What was the distances? Do you remember? I'm pretty sure it's half Iron man. Okay, so if you're in that part of the neck of the woods and you want to kind of check out a really cool race, hell of the west.com.au I'll put a link to that on am talk me, and then you know you guys can get involved. We've got another email here from Coach. Casson. Just a
1: quick one following on. John, I'm just going to turn off the heater. It's so hot. Okay. And it, you put your, you've got your icebreaker on. I've got two layers of icebreaker on either. Two layers of icebreaker. <laughs> um, it was just a quick follow on from the swim smooth interview we had a, a few weeks ago. Um, coach Casson, Steve Casson's uh, a swim smooth coach. And he's developed, oh, a, nice. he's developed a little iTunes app um, in terms of setting up what they call your CSS, your critical should swim get speed. IPhone, I should get an yeah. iPhone, mate. Uh, <laughs> I Setting up your critical swim speed so then. You've got a little device on your, your, your iPhone So for the coach and for the athlete You can uh, have Sorry, a, quick, a quick reference tool For um, for what sort of paces you should be doing For your critical swim speed And then you can adjust it up and down Depending on The, the swimulator
0: So what, you go in and you say Okay, I want to do four, 6 minute four hundred. Well, you, know,
1: you, you put in your critical, um, your critical speed, swim speed yep. Which I'm pretty sure for them Is, is like your 1k uh, time trial And then you can just say Right, I want to swim it 90% of that, and then it'll basically give you all your, oh. your 50 time, your 100 time, your 200 time, your 800 time. Um, so it's just a, a quick little gadget for oh, that's telling pretty cool you actually, what pace you should be swimming. Yeah. But I think one thing we've always got to remember with, um, <clears throat> with swimming is the drafting component is as huge as it is in cycling. So if you've got your swim times that you've based off a um, – a time trial you've done a solo time trial. If you're swimming sitting third place in a, in a, in a lane, even if you are do, doing five second gaps, you're still going to be getting sucked along a bit. So you've always got to just adjust those. But then
0: those when you go to a race, a jumbo, like if you're doing an man and you know the draft, if, you, if you're wise about how you swim, you draft. Yep. You know, I always think that I swam better in Ironman than whatever did in the pool because I managed to draft well. Should you be aiming for a pack where you're swimming at? A strong level in the pool Intensity wise You know, If you're going to gauge The intensity of each Or should you be trying To sit in a lesser Just to save well, yourself
1: It's all relative Depending on what Intensity you're trying To get out of that workout so. No but I
0: am mean So like when you go to, to the race Yeah Like should you aim For a pack where you're Working at at What would you would consider An intense swim session mm. Or should you be I mean to sit in a pack Where you're going easy But it will be Pretty much the same pace you normally go
1: That's going to vary a lot From athlete to athlete And I was having a discussion Yesterday with With um, With one of my athletes who's He trains with a mate of his who's a a really good runner But he's relatively a crap swimmer, like he's trying yep. to be an elite triathlete, and they, they both did a 400 metre time trial the other day, yep. and this um, this young fella uh, tried to go out pretty hard, and he went out in a 110. 110 um, and a 400 metre? Yeah, but he's But wow. he, he, okay he can concerned. do that. But then, the, the other guy's got to go out, and uh, he's going out in like 105s, 103s, so they, wow. they're, they're good they're, they're, he's an elite triathlete yeah. but he went 110, then he won, went 125 and he completely blew his smear the reins um, 140, 230 And, and, and so, you, one of the, one of the point I'm trying to get across is people who are new to swimming and and are weaker are not going to have the Efficiency in terms of actually being able to recover a bit when they're swimming. Yep. So if we've got somebody like, say, a Cameron Brown, uh, he might go out quite hard and then be able to sit in the bunch, but and the actually recover very quickly, yeah. yeah. Whereas people who are slightly um, weaker or newer to the sport, they go out too hard and boom, they blow up, and it's yep. um, and it's going to be really difficult. So it's going to the advice I'd give would would differ quite a lot from, from person to person. For most people that um, are going to do an Ironman and they're Middle of the pack, um, they're better off taking a slightly more conservative approach, going out just a little bit hard, but not really gunning it. Whereas an elite, elite Ironman athlete, say so at Kona, oh you got to send two hundred, pack. Yeah. that is uh, yep. you, you are going That's for it on. to make sure you get you get in the right place. Well, even like last
0: year When we were in Kona on the boat and watching Cam fall off the back of the pack, you know, mm. like. And he's a good swimmer in comparison to most people out there And he would have been killing himself to sit on the back exactly. of that pack. And,
1: and for that race, that was pretty critical to his day, wasn't it? That, hmm. that moment in the race So if you want to get a little bit of help with your swim pacing um, We'll put a link up on the show But as I said, you, know, you almost need to have a set of paces for swimming uh, um, without draft and then almost have another pa- set of paces swimming with draft. So, I mean, you could potentially do a 400-time trial um, or a 1K time trial solo in a lane. And then, like, if you've got your lane of swimmers that you currently swim in to do a 400-metre time trial as you do most of your workout And see what sort of a difference you'll get I think you'll be quite interested
0: mm, Very interesting Okay, Sponsor com guys com. We've got a race coming out this weekend Ironman Texas Yeehaw And uh, <laughs> Ironman Texas happening So we've gone to Athlinks And we are seeing who's going to be racing And what kind of predictions they're making And we've got Jim Lamastra And he's going for a, He's going for a, Oh no PR is a nine forty two oh, yeah. and his goal is to lose nearly fifty minutes of it in <laughs> eight fifty four oh one. I love how specific he is with it. And uh do you think Jim just did
1: that so he could get, he could get mentioned on the show?
0: The well, I don't know. It's a big PB. Well, that is a big PB, but, John, we don't know his average. He's done four races, average 10.35. Yeah, so wh- That's wh- a massive PB. If, if
1: you want to um, get yourself listed on Athlinks in terms of uh, uh, races that are coming up, you basically just go on there, click on the events little um, button at the top, and then just put in your event. And if it's not listed on there, you can list it up there. If you add that to your calendar, then you're going to show up as somebody doing that event. And hey, and, you might get your name on the show. Just like Jim He's got an amazing PB You can put your um, predicted time in there And then also What you can do After the race Is you can put up Those unofficial results Before the live results Come out So Jim He's predicted to be In the top 11% Of his age group Based on his results But if he goes 854 Jim I'm I'm predicting Jim's going to He's going to go close To winning his age group
0: uh, Texas, yeah. Texas is a fast race, but it, isn't it? It is a fast yeah. race,
1: but eight fifty four, even it's if it's a fast race. 50 minutes is, a big that's, PB. Uh,
0: that's a is uh he's gonna do it for a uh, he's going for a sub ten oh he's going for ten, not sub ten. He's going for ten. If he got 10, 10 or oh, ten exactly, he'd be good.
1: He would be. Yeah. That's more moderate, eighteen minute PB. Yeah, that's, that's Robert incredible. Flanagan's going for nine thirty five. Um, Patrick Oswald He hasn't put a time down there But he averages a 10.23 And the other thing that that, that Athlinks does Is it gives you this RPI score Which is a prediction on where you're going to finish And what percentage you'll finish within your age
0: Look at old JT from San Diego, California He's done 8 men And his average is 10.29
1: But his fastest is 9.34 So he should be going pretty fast And what I did, I took the top Page. Um, I did a screen dump. Took the top page and I took the bottom page. Oh. So down the bottom we had Andy Andy Brock, um, Michael Reeves is predicting ten fifty nine fifty nine. Um, Chad Welsh is predicting a twelve thirty. Thomas Downing is predicting fifteen hours. Looks like it's going to be his first uh, first Iron Distance race. So everybody who's doing taking
0: the best out again. I reckon under ten. Sub ten, yeah, yeah. Sub ten the best, isn't it? Yeah, because anything under the next hour is great. But sub ten, then you only get one number, mm-hmm. so it's a nine. Exactly. <laughs> there,
1: there you go. Jeez, you're a genius. I tell you, mate. Uh, so good luck to everybody racing Texas this weekend. If you're doing any other races, make sure you put them up on Athlinks before you get there. Put a prediction out there, and then uh, and then make sure you go and claim your results afterwards. So, sponsors are, Coffees of Um Peaberry, Peaberry. Don't forget it. Extreme endurance makes you faster. And Athlink Stock, yeehaw for Texas yeehaw. What's What you got, mate? I rode the Gorges at the weekend oh, With that, <laughs> <on? Whoa, whoa,
2: laughs> <were> that on With
1: that on Well, I'm going, to, I'm going to Hawaii next week Is that your first ride? Friday. That was my first um, ride of any significance since Well, that's camp. a big
0: ride for just a welcome back to riding Welcome back What's that,
1: 160, 170? Uh, so yes, yeah, so it's about 155 k. So just, just a tickle Did over that one miles uh, we didn't have too much of a tail. Who did it with? I did it with Andy Black. Oh, he's pretty we, sharp now. We kept, we kept a pretty honest pace, you know, averaged about 31 and a half, which, you know, for you guys with smooth roads overseas, that's like you'd be sniggering he's at like that. He's like 60. But uh, but we, we were riding along and we have coming down old West Coast Road and I was looking at my heart rate monitor and I was saying, I said, whereabouts are you sitting on your heart rate? And he goes, yeah, yeah about five to ten beats below threshold. And I was like, good. Oh, <laughs> so um, he'd be pretty sharp right now, wouldn't he? He's got a okay fitness, so it was, it was good
0: pace. He's so going to Kona, like is not
1: he? This. He got there. He's going to Kona. Good shit. He's going over to Challenge Ken's. I mean, Ironman Kins uh, yeah. as well. Mac is doing it. Yes. Um, but so it's Ken
0: out, Brown's name it was It's a good money race. No, but but he's 000. doing rote as well.
1: Oh, and Ken Brown did do rote
0: in 2001, I think it was, or two or something. When, apparently when... Uh,
1: when who won, when who won, when who won. I think leader. when Macca... Or, my, no, it's one of the older guys said one. Yeah, it? so anyway, Cam Brown has done right. I said last week, though, I didn't think he had. Mm. But I'll be surprised if he does that and... Um,
0: no, he can't do both, surely. Right, surely but do you maybe
1: think Cam's trying to cash in now? We well, should be.
0: Yeah, but so maybe... Mm. But then he's sort of Melbourne, although it's a good payday, wasn't
1: it? I mean, and New point. Zealand did not mm. happen. Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, totally, yeah. so how are we after the ride? Um, but it, remi- it was uh, gave Belinda a really good reminder of... Um, she goes. This is why <laughs> you shouldn't be training lots. Oh, really? I was a little fatigued. You yeah, bit gone bigger. Yeah, a bit but, loving that night. We did it in the afternoon, and so it was, oh. it was a bit of a Mike Pig session because we we were almost okay to chase the sun. we were almost chasing the sun because we started at uh, at I left home at eleven thirty. I wasn't quite, I couldn't quite remember how long it was going to take. I thought it'd be a ballpark five hours, but I thought potentially it could be out there five and a half. It's starting to get a bit dark at five o'clock now, um, but we we're okay. But I was I was I was getting towards chasing the sun, mm. so. Uh, so it was good times, but yeah, I was, I was somewhat fatigued afterwards. Do you know what I'm wearing, John?
0: Barker's pants. Remember oh, yes. those? Did you have Barker's pants? Barker's pants quality. Oh, yeah. mate. I was went out shopping on the weekend. For those of you overseas and who don't live in Christchurch, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but when we were teenagers, Barker's pants were the shitty benetti, weren't they? There was an article in the paper the other day about them, and that they sold...
1: Hundreds of thousands, yeah. Of 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 they
0: were kind of like the, the fashion icon when we were about what 17, 18. Yeah. So you went you yourself a Well, no, real, real, real I had to buy real 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 some clothes on the weekend and they hit them and I was like, 80 bucks, right? Nice, weeks or, weeks my cheapness? C- they are comfortable, yeah. So, I've literally worn them for the last four days. The camera crew can tell you, so <laughs> <laughs> that guy stinks.
1: Um, and then, oh, anything else? Uh, that was the main highlight for my week. Gorgeous, I, went, I went partying saying. We were partying yep. Partying hard I was a party animal join. Right. Yep. Getting an early training for
0: Kona then Yeah I wasn't. talked to Mimi last year yeah. So I needed to kind of party up this year But no we not. we had the big Les Mills event last weekend And then we had a big party afterwards thousand people mm-hmm. But I loved it Because it was kind of a party where Everywhere you go you knew somebody Because mm-hmm. it was kind of you know my, my peeps And uh, yeah and I was a party animal Party animal I was ripping up the dance floor This, this was in Christchurch not Auckland No I was in Auckland yeah Right yep. Yeah. Very good. It's very good. Nice. Some, some girls don't wear a lot when they party. So, some of your peeps? Yeah, some of my peeps weren't wearing very, very much at all. I was a little bit concerned because it was a bit cold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like the father. And one of the girls, one of the young girls, she was so drunk, because you know, I'm an old and got these young kids around us right now, yeah. and um, she was so drunk I had to walk her home. I'm not like the father now. Walked her back to a hotel. And then the problem was, I didn't realise, I walked her back to a hotel and then just left her at the reception to go to her room And then you went back the next stage, you're still in reception? <laughs> no, not well, pretty much So what happened was then I go back to my room And it's about three and you know, like I want to go to bed now And then she texts me saying help And I'm like, oh no, what's wrong? But she couldn't get into her room because she had lost her key or something uh. And so then I, was, uh, I couldn't really do anything And so she had to wait for a friend But she kept ringing me like every 15 minutes And all I wanted to do was go to sleep So anyway, that's what happens when you're the old guy And what about this week coming up? You've had your party for the for the month. No, that's that's a year, mate. That's that's a year year. thing. You know what I mean? Like I never party, but I do like it. You know, this year on Kona, I'm not going to have so many deep conversations. I'm going to hit the dance floor with you because it's our annual event, isn't it? It is. It's pretty much your party for the year, isn't it? (laughs) Pretty much. Especially now you've got kids. Yeah. So, and this year it might be hard to get tickets. for the Lance Zoo coming, we'll get them early. Yeah, we should probably get them before we go. Mm.
1: Who is it? Case Ben Harper. He's, yeah, yeah, Ben Harper. We're Yeah, The singer, yeah, great yeah. singer.
0: Anyway, we're waffling. Um, Next week. Oh, if you haven't listened to Mike Pig, check it out. Legendsoftriathlon Yes. Hour fifty,
1: mate. Hour fifty. <laughs> nice. nice. I'm Russ. I'm Ian. Train smart. Kia kaha Sweet.